and welcome back to the Suspense of Killing Us podcast. It's me, co-host Kevin Clark. Travis Vote. There he is. Hi, it's me, Matt. Hi. Hi, we're all here. We're trapped. We're trapped inside. We're snowed in. Snowed, snowed in. in. Snowmageddon 2021 in Seattle. Uh-huh. And it's actually... I hate the snow. It's actually a lot of snow this time, because Snowmageddon happens here every year, and we all joke about it, and sometimes it's like, it snowed an inch and melted away, and everyone's like... Snowmageddon and everybody's <laughs> right. in the store buying toilet paper and meat or whatever. But this year it's actually like a lot of snow. <laughs> it's a lot. It's like six, seven inches of snow. And if you live in one of those places that uh, you know, like Minnesota or whatever, where they're like, "Oh, Seattle gets three inches of snow and fucking no. freaks out." Yeah, we don't get snow very often, yeah. so yeah, yeah but we, we freak out. We're not built. But, we're not built but, to handle but it. No, but we should be. Oh, but by this point we should. That's because what I'm saying. It's like this happens really pretty much like clockwork every two years or so. Well, no, yeah. the but the, uh, the for old, like one week there was, but we we actually the, the city actually salts the streets now. Yes, because yeah. there was a, the mayor in 2008. There was a, that that horrible fucking, blizzard, that yeah. fucking blizzard, and whoever the mayor was, so actual douchebag McGee was. They were like, we can't salt the streets. That was like a policy that they wouldn't salt the streets, and so like the, our streets were fucked up for it, like it cost a, a mayor. Month. Yeah. It cost a mayor an election. Yeah, and it fucking, and and it was a legit. It was like a it was like a tragedy. I got, shut I got laid off from work. For for four months because of that. <laughs> it shut down businesses. Yeah. yeah. Like Scarecrow almost closed it was like because an of actual it. Yeah. We were like, yeah. We were like, fu- we were like, it was because it was over Christmas. It was mm-hmm. December and like that's yeah. our biggest month of the year. And yeah. And the road, the road right outside where Scarecrow video is, yeah. is like, is actually a pretty major road in that neighborhood. But it was like, they didn't do anything. And I remember driving on that every day and it was like fucking driving on the it was moon a sheet or something. Of ice. Yeah. It was like, she, but then, but then it like started to melt a little here and there and then it would melt and freeze and melt and freeze. And they didn't do shit. And it was like driving on like pot, everything. It was a pothole every fucking second. Yeah. It was yeah. really bad. So that and, guy didn't become but I but didn't, it, I didn't get reelected. Absolutely, it was <laughs> an absolute. It was a com- actual disaster where it, like businesses were lost and people died and stuff, and nobody did shit about it. It was it was like having the Trump administration be in charge of Seattle, it was. <laughs> like for a couple weeks there. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't remember. Was it McGinn who was mayor at the time? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, he, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Who who was a good guy? And it was just sort of like, yeah, that's what we that's what we need you to do some mayoring, buddy. He didn't turn yeah. out to be the guy who was like fucking young. young nope. Dudes. We had much worse people after that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we did way worse. But anyway, we're all we're all snowed in. Well, sort of. I Matt, mean, you know, Matt, I walked. Matt, here. Matt marched over here. Yeah, it's not that far, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a fun walk. Walking my dog has been annoying. Mm-hmm. Does she like the snow? She's excited about it, but it's also like she can't find a place to go because it's all the same. And you know, the the other the thing that's good about her is that she's big, so she can actually like go out and walk around in the snow. Whereas like most of the people in my building have like tiny little lap dogs, and they're just like, well, you don't know what to do. I have to hold her over the snow and she pees. You know, yeah. shit like that. <laughs> what? I would never do that. I don't know. I would never do that no matter how small my dog was. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'd be like, you're gonna just have to figure out a way to pee where I don't do that for I'm, you. I, I moved to Seattle <laughs> you're to moving avoid out. weather like this, so whenever it does happen yes. I get kind of irritated and then it's like I'm walking up here today and there's people like sledding on the streets with their children I'm like go the fuck inside yeah, the, win- the winter wonderland rather, I know people. it's rather Grinch like of me but I fuck you I mean just yeah. go to hell stay inside <laughs> I, I have, I'm gonna have to go buy beer when <laughs> yeah. I, I'm on my way home because I'm out of Rainier I'm probably gonna have to go to like three places because everybody's stocked up yeah I don't know. I I, I haven't noticed a, a rush, yeah. but I only went to like two places in the last uh, day anyway. Like uh, there's a Bartels. There's, be beer. there's, there's a Bartels in my building, yeah. right? There's yes. a beer store on the way home. Yeah, there's a couple, so I'm gonna stop. But I'm just saying, 
I, I, we, there's a Bartels in my building, and and Molly went downstairs to get uh, to get like a, a frozen pizza or something. She wanted pizza for dinner last night, so she went to get a frozen pizza. She comes back. It's four o'clock, by the way, in the afternoon. She's like, "Yeah, the Bartels. When we were in there, they said you gotta go. You gotta get out. We're closing. What? The fucking Bartels is closing at four p.m. because it's too <laughs> dangerous outside. I don't know. You know, and we we're like on a major intersection, yeah, 15th yeah, yeah. and Market. It's all like the, all the those, streets, those are, streets fine are fine out there. Yeah. yeah, it's just like the city fucking sucks sometimes. It's, <laughs> it's a, and the people who live in it are morons. Like we're we're it's we're, true every we're single at. one of them. It's like we got to get Matt doing an Andy Rooney minute at the Do end you ever of every notice? show. <laughs> Matt needs to be the next mayor of Seattle. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> I would defund those police so fast. You, all the people in Seattle are, are SOBs. <laughs> that don't hold the little SOBs. 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 Gabo is Fabo. Crusty <laughs> is Rusty. Uh, yeah, uh, it's still snowing. It is. It is. It, it just started snowing big, again when I came big over. Big fat flakes, and yeah. it's it's like, not sticking right now. No, it's, it's currently above uh, thirty, above freezing. So it's just c- going into the slush pit. Yeah. So in the it's neighborhood that we're in, in, oh Matt, <laughs> take it back. <laughs> That's no, the worst. You thing and you've the rest of the citizenry of this <laughs> misbegotten metropolitan axis. I play this city like a harp from hell. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's right. Bite your nose off later. <laughs> Spit, uh, spit up that black shit that's always coming out of me for some reason. You know, penguins, how they're always, <laughs> black shit's always leaking from their mouth, penguin style. <laughs> Lousy minx. <laughs> Send out all the signals. Uh, I guess that's what happens when a baby is raised by penguins. Then? <laughs> yeah. uh, their blood changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it starts coming out their mouth. He has flipper hands. Is that his blood or is that just from all the f- raw fish he's I eating just think since it's he was a baby? I think it's his guts and black stuff. You know what I mean? He <laughs> just, like, just eats Slim Jims all the time. I, what's inside me? Guts and black stuff. About 50 Slim Jims. <laughs> <laughs> we actually had that guy uh, as president of the country for uh, <laughs> four years. <laughs> and he's going to come back. This is one thing that uh, that they uh, Tim Burton did not predict. No. <laughs> Where, like, actually, it turns out uh, a good portion of America would like this, right? And and I really like it's he's telling it like it is when he gets up and says he played this town like a harp from hell. I yes. think that's awesome. Yeah, he's my guy. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot missiles at all your children. Yeah, I think that's cool because yeah. that's gonna fucking own the libs <laughs> in Gotham. Yeah, these won't just be all be about fucking identity <laughs> politics. Sure, take my kid and eat him or whatever you're gonna do with him. I don't give a shit. Batman eats babies in the basement of a pizzeria. So I think know. it's funny. I think it's, it's funny how, how people are now. You know, there's the constant complaint that like people are being quote unquote canceled for being conservative, mm. which you know is is not true. They, being, well, that's a but if it, the is that, but, you talking about that articles where it says canceled for being conservative and you're like and you, it's like she was canceled because she was like she was like fired like because of anti-Semitic and transphobic stuff. And they're going like because of conservative views. And you're like conservative well, views. It like, is true. Uh, like you, like right? Are, are, are we are we like, saying that that's what a conservative view that's is now? Conservative I mean, views now, I guess. Or no, I know, but, but they're but, just they're just all saying it now. But the right. thing that I think is the funniest about that, beyond beyond the the fact that it's like you're self owning and going like, oh, we are racist and transphobic <laughs> and anti-Semitic. I mean, that's just how we are now. That's a good point. Those but are, uh, that's that's our platform. Those are conservative that's views. A, yeah, allegedly conservative views. But but it's that like Gina Carano here, like totally lucked into the meal ticket of all time. Like yeah. this is a woman who is not particularly talented on screen. You're not this, a good actor. Despite being in been. some movies that I really love, like I think Haywire is fucking rad. A well, physical presence that was, in that movie. That was because that's, that's a movie designed around, around her limitations, yes. and that movie fucking owns sure. because of it. Because it's Soderbergh going like, I want to make an awesome action movie. This lady is, is going to be. Yeah. Uh, she's I can, not a I good actor. She's it. not a good actor. So she, we, will, got, we will write a he script. Got Laura San Giacomo to dub all her dialogue. See, but, there you go. but anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if that's true. It's just what I heard. In any case, this lady lucks into the meal ticket of all time, and now she's on fucking Star Wars. Yeah. On like the hit show of the last few years 
she's not good on it. And b- despite that fact. <laughs> no, no, but that's what I mean. Like, but doesn't setting, seem to bother setting people. Setting that aside, she can't just shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, yeah. what? I mean, she's is she sitting there going like, I'm going to be the one that gets away with this. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and then, and then they go like, you're fired. And she's like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, I'm going to go make movies with Ben and Shapiro you, now. Ben Shapiro. The ultimate downgrade. And you know that there'd been like some behind the, the some like behind so, closed doors Somebody was like, hey, cut it out. Because the same thing happened to Roseanne. Remember when right. Roseanne got her new show and it was like, Roseanne's back and it was kind of like a big deal and people were going to be like, okay, Roseanne's going to, you know, and she and, and she started saying shit and ABC was basically like, Stop hey, you got to you gotta not say shit. You got to not do that. Okay? You got to think of your Maybe job as being paid to shut the fuck up right now. Don't yeah. do that. They're like, don't do that or we're going to fire you. And she went like, I'm going to do this. And they were like, you're fired. You're fired. And she was like, fuck you. And you're like, well, what what did you yeah. what did you think what was going to fucking happen? I guarantee there was a talk from, oh, 100%. from Disney with Gina Carano. It's like, hey, um, look, <laughs> look, you haven't stepped over the line yet. You're only being transphobic right now. Yeah. But... <laughs> You can you're, get away with you're that. Heading, you're heading this. You're heading the wrong direction. Look, we all, we all, a lot of us in this room agree with your views, but like, yeah, you we're can't, all shitty. You can't say that shit. Uh, so don't. Okay. Do you understand us? And she maybe nodded or something. Did you? Okay. Did you see okay. the thing? Okay. Did you see the thing where Chate, who wrote the art, the editorial about like now we're canceling people for being conservative? Of course. Somebody went after him on Twitter and was like. She said, like, transphobic and, and anti-Semitic shit. And he's like, I've read, like, four articles about this, and I don't know what you're talking about. And then they just, like, fronted so him his, the So his excuse is just ignorance? He's yeah. A, he's and a journalist? Someone showed him one of the tweets, which is, like, a picture she posted of, like, all these, like, hook-nosed Jew cartoon guys yeah. over, over, like, a world map. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, well, I don't think most people would realize that that's anti-Semitic. Good. It's like, oh, Good. my God, dude, you are getting it. It's amazing. <laughs> there was the one where she, com- she compared the... Uh, it was like comparing the the Jews being attacked in right. Nazi Germany to being a to Republican, being a Republican, and you're like, no, no, <laughs> no, and then it's a picture of like some Germans attacking a Jewish woman on the street, and you're like, that's not at all the same thing that's <laughs> happening to. For what this anyway? There's a lot to unpack. That's nope. That's that's the same as Twitter deplatforming someone for saying Jesus Christ, citing amazing <laughs> an insurrection. Anyway, yeah. Speaking it's of someone who needs to be thing. deplatformed. <laughs> Oh <laughs> wait, what? Well, we're doing three Andy Garcia movies. Ah, uh, yes, please. Does he need to be deep. No, he doesn't. I'm just being mean. I'm just I, being mean. I, I feel like it, I don't know. I, what Andy, I don't have anything against Andy Garcia. I know. I like pers- I have nothing against Andy Garcia personally, and I like him to some degree in most of these movies. Right. Actually, I even I though, like him in two though, out of three of these movies. Even though I think he's bad in almost all of them, he is. He, I think. Uh, well, actually, we have a really great census of Andy Garcia in these three movies. Yeah, it's actually because I think two, Andy Garcia is bad two out of two thirds of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes you'll see him in a thing that let's I don't know say one third of the time where you're like oh okay that that fits to Andy Garcia's skill set. If we're talking about the same one, I think he's bad in that one too, but it's fun. It's fun bad. <laughs> okay, I think he's I think he he's is good, he's good in that one, but that's like that's the kind of Andy Garcia performance I like. But yeah, it's, but it's, it's, it's fun. It's, I definitely it's something I enjoy, but I'm also like I think that this is I think that it's this bad. is also not good. It's like him doing an even more amped up version of the knuckle biting in Godfather Three. <laughs> <laughs> the Which whole is, performance is one knuckle bite. I mean, that's all it is. It's like a giant 85-minute knuckle bite. <laughs> well, what are the three movies here? Okay, so we're going to start with uh, 1986's Eight Million Ways to Die, yeah. 1990's Internal Affairs, the inexplicably well-reputationed Internal Affairs. <laughs> this movie should not have a reputation. And 1991's uh, Dead Again, a very strange movie that I have always been fond of. I enjoyed that. Very fun. Yeah. Very weird, very fun. Uh, uh, so let's get started. Where is Sarah? 
You don't make the rules here today, baby. Jeff Bridges, star of Jagged Edge and Starman. You're gonna blow the deal, man. Roseanne Arquette, star of Desperately Seeking Susan and Silverado. You got Sonny killed. They're in trouble. In love. For a half-assed hooker, you're an extremely arrogant woman, you know that? And in way over their heads. It's murder, prostitution, drugs, and passion. With, an, with uh, Eight Million Ways to Die, written by Oliver Stone, based on a book by Lawrence Block. Is that a pseudonym? You read a lot more crime fiction than I do. I don't know. I think it, it I might don't. be a pseudonym for Westlake or somebody like that. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Wait, who? Uh, no, yeah, I don't Lawrence know. Lawrence Block. Wait, who wrote Psycho? That was... Uh, Ed Gein. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. That's Robert Block. Robert different Block. Block. Sorry, I get, uh. them con- I get them confused. I see their their name and credits, and like they're very. it's very similar. It's like horror, the, you know, horror, crime, mystery yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, sorry. But, uh, yeah, I haven't read any Lawrence Block. Actually. And directed, the final film, sort of directed by Hal Ashby, mm-hmm. who had it taken away from him towards in post because he was losing his uh, losing his life and mind to cocaine and, and other drugs. Oh, yeah. wow. Which is fascinating because yeah. this, this movie is, is about a person who's losing his life and mind to alcohol. And yeah. also, you know, like I said, written by Oliver Stone. This is pure-ass coke Oliver Stone if I ever saw it. Yeah. But it, in it, but it feels very, the stuff about his alcoholism and stuff feels oh, it's very totally personal. totally good. Was, it's, was Oliver Stone in the midst of this struggle at the time? Well, well I mean, Ashby clearly was. It's based on a series of books about a character who struggles with sobriety, Matthew Scudder, like a, a famous literary yeah. modern oh. detective. I, th- I, I was like, I was I watching it this time. I hadn't seen it in years and watching this time I'm like this is one of those series of books about yeah. this guy because like, like, this is well, like his I mean this is a kind of you see the movie where they go like and here's his origin story movie mm-hmm. will we maybe maybe we'll do another one and then yeah. of course they're not well, uh, that we, we were before we start recording we were talking about Scott Frank because we're going to be because he wrote Dead Again and, right. and he did Walk Among the Tombstones that's Matt Scudder exactly. too yeah yeah oh that's, oh that's also Matt Scudder mm-hmm. oh okay yeah oh. And, and again he struggles with you know it's his like right. me, and it's the same b- basic story but but uh, but that, well, he's but he's oh, he's oh, much older. He's, much he's older. playing an old man in that one. Well, yeah. Liam Neeson old. But wow. uh, so I, mean, that I don't. Character I don't know how much either one of these movies hues to the to the books because I, I haven't idea. read any. But but yeah, um, and and so uh, yeah, the stuff about uh, Scudder's character being sober and staying sober in this, I think, is technically the best part of it because it seems really authentic and lived in. Yeah, and like the romance that takes place between his uh-huh. character and Patricia Arquette is based on. Like both their total like love of getting blasted and fear of doing it ever again. Yeah, it because uh, yeah. I, I I think I like this movie maybe less than you guys, but mm. I thought it was okay. Uh, I liked it. I remember liking it more the first time, but like the stuff that I liked was like the stuff where he's going through sobriety, mm-hmm. and then at the end when we watched it, Sophie was like. Was like that was that was this is like actually pretty good romance. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, that stuff works. The stuff that didn't work for me was a lot of stuff where you're like, where it was like these long scenes where oh, him and yeah. Andy Garcia Just are like shouting at each other. I and, love that and, stuff. I mean, I think it's fun in a way where it's like, why? But it was also for me going like, it was like I kept going like, come on, move because uh-huh. it was like these <laughs> scenes where you're like. What are you like? Why is this scene? Why is this scene so long? And it could be because it was taken away from him in the editing room, and the, whoever was cutting it, producers didn't mm-hmm. didn't. They just go, we just got to get this out because there's so many. There's like three scenes where it's like, oh yeah, because the, the big the big climax too. Like it's like 
all of these scenes should be good. Right. But you're like, why is this taking? Why is this scene still going? How many times does he have to scream "Cut her loose"? I know, I know. Before <laughs> this scene <laughs> cuts her insane. loose or whatever. Cut her really loose! Insane. I'm gonna cut her loose! Cut her loose! I'm gonna cut her loose! Okay. Cut her loose! God damn it! I'm gonna cut her loose! I'm gonna burn these fucking drugs! I'm gonna burn the fucking drugs! Cut her loose! That's my favorite scene in the movie because my favorite scene. It goes on so long and it's so loud. I was dying. But but it was just so funny. But I think it's funny. But I think it's like also not. I think it's like not. It's like it's like I think that there's a better movie in there than the movie that it, that ended up happening. Sure. Yeah, I thought there. this movie got taken away from the co-kids and stuff. What did that? Well, the see, it, got, it, got took put, it, it got put in the hands of some more I'm, some I'm, other I'm between so. the two of you because I think that scene's really great. No, I love not, it. Not in, a, not in a like, this is hilarious way, although it is very funny. It's super funny. But like, the movie is all about these people either failing to or trying to not spiral out of control. Mm. And by the time it gets there, there's like, the plot's totally at the window. And it's just like now everybody's in the same room and there's nothing left to do except start screaming at each other. Right. The drugs are on fire. <laughs> what the fuck is even happening here? Sure. Like I love the, like Rosanna Arquette. I don't think Arquette's, that's intentional like, in any blindfolded. way. Blindfolded. No, it's not. But that's, it does. Yeah. It's just. It's like it's, I've never seen anything like it. It's, it's like funny. if you took the last scene of Reservoir Dogs where they're right. where they're all gonna you know Eddie stop pointing that fucking gun at my dick like, and now it was 15 minutes yeah. long yeah. you'd be like I don't know what to do anymore I can't believe this is happening but I was more yeah. I was less like shaking I, don't, I was more like I was more like uh, I was like actually by the time it got to the point where it ends we were we were both just like Good. It was, yeah. I kind of was like bored, honestly. That was the okay. problem I had with those scenes was that I was like, I, there was like, it got, you know, it's that, that where the joke, it's like, ah, but it never got, it, where it's like, right. is this taking too long? Now it's not funny. But it never it got, never back, got, back, to it never got back to again. the point where it's funny again. It got, it just got to the point where it's like, well, this is still happening. And also, like, I feel like some of those scenes, there's this idea that it could be like, well, this is kind of, realistic that's how people talk except they mm-hmm. go on too long and you're like right. and and they're not the pe- these people are like clearly at some point ad-libbing dialogue oh yeah and you're like <laughs> and they don't they aren't good at it like right. the well, scene with him and with him and with Andy the Garcia with the snow cones yeah. it's like someone needed to tell these two guys what to, shit do, down? what to do because uh, it keeps going like they keep going oh yeah yeah uh-huh. uh, uh, the scene should be go then I'm the, gone that scene, well then go I will I'm uh, gone yeah. then okay <laughs> That scene should be like two minutes long, and it goes on for like ten. Did you notice though that it's almost all in one take? No, I know, and the I camera think just keeps going around. And but that's why that's why I think that it's, it's like part, cut. that's why I think the part of it is that like the, the whoever the editorial voice of the movie was Wasn't lost there. was lost somewhere. Whether it was Hal Ashby getting lost in the weeds and doing these shots that they and that, that later an editor couldn't and figure Ashby, out how to cut Ashby how to like cut around. famously a really good editor like that's exactly. where he got his that's, start that's, yeah. and so yeah. and so you that's, I, I feel like I don't want to put it all on on one party it just right. feels like it's like it got lost in the weeds here and then they were like they didn't quite find their way out of there and yeah, they yeah. just went we got it just we we have it it's <laughs> it's together it's it's probably there is too, a version of it that is a movie it's probably too long and whatever let's we got to get it out there because Otherwise, what did we spend all this money for? I liked I liked this scene too. It's where like but, a, one of the several showdowns between Andy Garcia and uh, Jeff Bridges, who are both very weird in this movie. I, I and would, Andy Garcia. I just want to point out Andy Garcia is doing a thing, and it's we can debate whether that's good or bad, which is what we're here to do. He's but doing a Scarface. Thing. Bridges, I think, is fucking great in this movie. <laughs> it's I do. Fascinating I actually think Bridges is good. Yeah. It's it's very it's all very it's a very weird movie. I can't yeah. overstate that. But there's a part where like Andy Garcia, they show up in a parking lot to negotiate, <laughs> and he pulls 
snow cones out of his uh, yeah. his truck. And the moment snow cones make an appearance, he's like, "You want a snow cone?" I was like, "Okay, here we go." And he's, he's totally got doing a, baby Scarface the he's entire got, time. He's doing a very thick accent. He's got a snow cone machine in the trunk it's a Snoopy of his snow car. Cone maker. Snoopy, we talked about the Snoopy snow cone maker. It's like it's almost like it's it's like the scene in Thunderbolt and Lightfoot where the guy opens his trunk and <laughs> yeah. there's a bunch rabbits. of rabbits. And in I, there. Had, like, I had That's watched not that. What's supposed to be in a trunk? You just I had watched, watched that. that movie the day before. The yeah. day before I watched it. Oh, weird. Yeah. And that's another movie where the like the bleak Jeff Bridges thing where he gets punched so hard he has a fucking stroke and dies. Yeah. I think we did a good job here. We made it. And it's, we and it's weirdly like this stealth gay romance too. Oh, I love it. Also the, a great also movie. The, also the plot of uh, The Grifters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John Cusack gets hit in the stomach with a baseball bat at the beginning of that and is slowly dying from internal injuries. Classic Houdini movie. death. It's much more fucked up you know, in the book you know, too. You know, Houdini died. What's that? Houdini. Yeah. That's how Houdini died. That's what he that's, says in the, a, in the that's movie. That's how Houdini died. Yeah. Wait, what's that from? That's from the Grifters. No, no, you can't. No, he goes. You can't punch. No, it's like, uh, fuck. What? There's some movie I can't remember. Now. Yeah. It's like, you, don't, but don't you don't surprise the guy and punch him in the stomach. That's you know that's how Houdini died. <laughs> but there's a but there's remember. a I'll remember a, by the end of a the particularly part. funny scene where Jeff Bridges has uh, he's constantly re- every time something extreme or yeah, sad relapses. happens to him he relapses and uh, and at one, at one point he wakes up in detox mm-hmm. and he is he's doing like barely some alive extreme acting here and it really actually it was just the day after I'd seen Thunderbolt and Lightfoot yeah. and at the end of that he's in a stroke he's in full on stroke yeah. mode and in and in this one it's just he's recover you know. He's got the DTs. He's extremely hungover, and he's like hunched over and walking around and just going. It's almost like it's almost like uh, like the Scudder character goes on his bender, has like a near death experience that is Thunderbolt and Lightfoot, and then when he wakes up again, he's still in that spot. (laughs) And it's really it's just some fascinating acting because I mean we've all been very hungover before, but this is this is like fifty times more than. I've been very I mean, hungover. I like I, I've lived a hardcore life, man. I don't think any of us have been like to detox, detox, detox level. Yeah. Presumably, like, yeah. like at the at the end. of I mean, because uh, he's like, like essentially alcohol like, poisoning type stuff. Yeah, he's like drunk so much that he that he blacked out. Not only blacked out, but for passed days. out for days. Had to go to a hospital. And had to go to a hospital. I, I yeah. So <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> uh, but anyways, the the scene where Andy Garcia and Jeff Bridges are showing down while holding snow cones. I mean, it's what it's all about, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's good shit. And and Matt pointed out it is it is. I don't know. To me, it's endearing that they're neither one of them are particularly. They were like, I think Hal Ashby's like, you know, just say tough guy stuff to each other, and they were like, neither one of us quite know what we're doing. Just do it. It's like I, so, they're like they're saying not, completely inane shit to each they're other. They're kind of like talk. Like sometimes someone will say something, then the other person will respond in a way that suggests that he was just thinking of what to say next, as opposed to right. reacting to what he said. Yeah. But there's one part where <laughs> where Andy Garcia goes, "Hey, hey, why don't I just fuck you from here?" <laughs> and Jeff Bridges goes, "What are you, rubber man?" <laughs> Okay. Or I just fuck you from here. I think, yeah, and I mean, I, I guess I, I do think that that's how Hal Ashby directed them, and I think that's a good, that's a good, sure. that's not a bad way to direct them if you're gonna edit the. You're scene. gonna do something, but I think that the scene, it's I, all one, t- yeah. I think that the scene never got edited by, any, by anybody. I think that that shit just never got cut down, and so I, I mean, I thought it was funny, and I thought it was kind of amusing, and then I got tired. Yeah, <laughs> I actually got, and I got, and I kind of was just like, the, I don't, I. The I'm, trajectory of the movie where that it gets more and more hysterical and sort of like yeah. out of its own, even formal control. I found totally hypnotic. I was I, way into it. I yeah. think I think I just usually like that stuff more, and I just was kind of out of it because I felt like that, like it just 
like you said, it loses the thread of any kind of anything by yeah. the end. And you're like, I mean, we know who the good guy and bad guy are. And then there's a there is a pretty cool showdown at the end. But which I had completely at, forgotten about because to me, in my mind, this movie is always stopped at the warehouse because uh, it's just like, where else are we going to go from there? I remember, yeah, the, thing, I remember the, the, tra- the tram thing because you got you to gotta have a showdown on those things. Right. And I'd remembered that, but it was also like, uh, by that time I got to there, I was like, I was like, yeah, you got to have this. And this is a cool scene, but I was also like, wrap it yeah, up. Okay. All right. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, at least the scene was them shooting at each other and not just a bunch of people screaming different things in a warehouse. And then, and then some cops hiding and going like, apparently going, what, uh, what, what are do we, we do? Here? What do we do? What do we do? There's actually a hilarious, the, my fa- my favorite scene that was like clearly meant to be ad libbed and then like edited maybe into a scene is the scene before where there's a, it's a long one, one, it's a long one or where he like his cop buddies show oh, up right. and he pulls out a map and it's like, I mean, I don't know what's on the map, but it, you wanted to have it, that yeah, cut away. Like, you, you guys, guys go Trump over thing. here. And it was like that Trump meme where it would show the thing and it would cut to what he actually wrote. And it's like always <laughs> some joke. Because it's like, we, we were like, what the fuck's on that, that map? That looks hilarious. And he's like, they show up at the cops go, so uh, what do we do? And he goes, well, uh, you know, I'll leave it to you. Uh, you're the guy. You're the guys. Your guys. And he's like, okay, well, he's like, I got this map. And it's just like, it's just like the laziest. Like, you're like, you guys aren't even fucking trying. <laughs> yeah. You guys aren't even fucking trying to ad lib. That scene made me laugh more. And then, just because they were like, they were, the guys were, it was kind of, and then some one guy like walks into the group and kind of shoulders in. They're like, "Hey, I'm I'm here I'm now." Here and you're like, "This is some, this is the worst improv ever." It's I really, really like that because then later after the big warehouse, and then thing what was gone, and then what was their plan? Right, exactly. The warehouse <laughs> thing goes completely to hell. There's people dead. There's shits on fire. There's explosions, and then all the cops come in and they're like, "What? You were supposed to go do the thing? He got away. What are you doing?" It's really, Everybody really funny. Was so bad at their job. Yeah, and it's really scene. funny. It's amazing. It's yeah, I, I, I did enjoy that aspect of it because it was just sort of like, what was what was the plan? And because and, and there is a scene earlier where they're like, well, OK, and, and now the plan's going to come together. And then I'm like, no, actually, there was a scene earlier where five guys are standing around going like, so what's the plan? Well, uh, you know, you do your part and I'll do my part. And like, so there was no there was no plan. And then it just Jeff Bridges standing there over some uh, tubes of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got your tubes, man. Yeah. Uh, the, just a quick recap. of Yeah, we, what, don't, we haven't what, talked what about the, in this what movie. Even happens we haven't in this discussed movie. the plot. We do we get we do have to get it, my my favorite part in the movie happens kind of towards the very beginning uh but it but it starts the sort of cycle that this Jeff Bridges character Scudder Scooter Scudder Scudder has no um, Andy Garcia keeps calling him Scooter, Scooter. to piss that's him off that's right he's pissing him off yeah and uh but but it starts in like Jeff Bridges and, and his fellow cops are going to like uh, get a guy get a guy <laughs> and uh, there's this really cool there's this really cool like shallow focus shot where they're going through a walk among the tombstones oh my. Yep. they're walking through the cemetery oh, and yeah it's, it's, a, it's all a, Jewish tombstones. Stones. It's really flattened out, and it's just a really cool shot because it all looks like sort of two dimensional. There's all these cops and all these, oh, yeah. all these. There's some great. Stones. There's some great like Hal Ashby. Hal Ashby yeah. uses his uh, zoom lens a lot. There's yeah, some yeah. great Hal Ashby like the shots in here. It's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's an, really good. It's for for all of it that I was kind of like getting tired and didn't. Li- I still was like that's part of what frustrated me about this one. Yeah. was that I was like, God damn it. I like this movie. There is a real movie. There's in here a somewhere. movie in here somewhere, and it just couldn't. But yeah, but uh, I hadn't but, seen a Hal Ashby movie in like 20 years, right. and I'd forgotten that you know that he fucking rules. Yeah, he's, yeah. his movies pretty, look great, pretty good. Yeah, um, but but yeah, so they're on their way to this uh, this guy's house. They're just trying to get him to like come peacefully. And Jeff Bridges obviously knows the guy. He's like talking to him through his window, and he's like, and he's drunk. He's been drinking. He's been drinking. He, yeah. dr- he drinks right before that. He hides it in his hat, and then his partner's like, "Oh, give me a." He has some of that. of that too. Yeah. Yeah. So he's drinking. He's like literally. He's drinking while they're the go- while they're walking over to this guy's house. It doesn't seem to be a problem to be a police officer in a severe. Actually, there's a running thread between this and internal affairs about how like, yeah. and I don't know how deliberate it is about how what you can get away with being a cop essentially, <laughs> and I don't mean murdering innocent. 
the people necessarily, but just sort of like, yeah. hey, yeah. <laughs> I've noticed some problems. You do seem to beat your wife and have a drug problem right. and be racist. Right. What else? Is there more? And it's like, that's enough. Both of these. <laughs> that should be enough. That's bo- pretty bad. Both of these first two movies reminded, made me think a lot of True Detective. Yeah. yeah, yeah it yeah. doesn't uh, seem to be at all in, a problem. In good, to and, be a, in good and bad ways. Right. Yeah. Like, it's like a problem for Jeff Bridges' personal life that he's a severe uh, alcoholic, but it's... He quits being a cop. They don't go like you have to stop being a cop because of your right. crippling, full blown alcoholism. Well, I mean, you think he also doesn't he also get, uh, you know, suspended or fired for killing that guy? I don't. Know. He says he says that he. Uh, I mean, uh, retired or whatever. Yeah. They, it's they're grilling him about shooting because he they show up to get this guy. The guy like is, Gets is the having drop dinner on his with partner. his family. Jeff Bridges is out outside the window, and the guy's having like dinner with his family. He's like, I don't want to go. And going like, back oh, to go jail. ahead. The other two guys are in there. This guy gets the drop on his on his partners. He's beating them with a baseball bat, and Jeff Bridges, you know, he shoots him. Tells shoots him stop him. over and over again, which is a really funny scene because he it's like through the window. <laughs> the wife is like screaming and crying. There's a kid. There's there. a kid there. There's two. There's three or four kids. And and like one of the one of the kids is screaming and the other two are just sitting there staring yeah. as their dad dies. as their dad just dies bleeds out on the floor yeah. and then and then my favorite is later when he when Jeff Bridges is being talked to by the homicide guys hmm. and they're like so did he have a did he have a weapon and Jeff Bridges is like <laughs> you know kind of scoffing at him hey, did he shoot did he, he, did he shoot first? first no he didn't have a gun did he have well, so he was unarmed so no I didn't say he was unarmed so did he have a weapon yeah he had a weapon. Okay, what was it? It was a Louisville Slugger, and the guy goes, "It was a what? A what? It was a baseball bat, you son of a bitch! Yeah, <laughs> you dumb shit! <laughs> Fuck you!" See that shit? It's so that funny because he just so good. snaps at the guy. Yeah. It's really awesome. Well, he's super drunk. Yeah. yeah. The beginning and gets, of this, and the, he gets drunker. The beginning of this movie, I think, is actually really well. It's really is tight. Really well, yeah. is actually pretty tight. The movie just starts to lose itself as it goes. <laughs> but I think this beginning stuff is really good. And then he's like blacked out, waking up on the wall. He's gonna go up on the bender whatever, to end know. all yeah. benders. His partner's this on the is, phone with his wife, the, going like, "Hey, just so you know, uh, uh, it's not gonna be good." And he also <laughs> he is also like, you know, it might be fine, but then he can't get a hard on, you know. This is the, my favorite part of the whole movie because yeah. he wakes. He's wait. He is sleeping on a brick wall. Yeah. And I can't stress enough how much poise and balance would be required to to, to rest on here, even if you were like awake. Sober. And he is like he's passed, he is out. passed out, balanced precariously on a brick wall. His wife comes and like taps on his. And this is all like well, music's over the top. You don't hear any of the yeah. audio. But his wife like taps his shoulder and he's like rah Then he comes down off the wall and his kid. He sees his kid and his kid's like. Oh no, Daddy's a drunk, and then he starts crying. He's yeah. like, ah, "My kid saw me," and you're like, "Wow, this is <laughs> this is pretty intense. bad. This is pretty bad, guy." We're already turning it up to eleven. Yeah, it's a real miserable. And then it and then it just sort of like uh, it, later on, we a couple uh, a minute later or whatever, we pick up with him, and it's like, "Yeah, I lost my family." Yeah, he's in a meeting. Yeah, yeah it just kind of cuts to him in AA, going like, "I lost my job, my family, my wife." We and forgot kid. to we forgot to mention the beginning, the very beginning of this, which before the the cemetery the shot, voiceover, the voiceover where he's like talking to his partner uh, yeah. over the opening credits, and it's this really cool aerial shot. It starts out as this like kind of generic aerial shot of like the car drive, the police car driving down the highway, but it keeps going and going and going. Yeah, like everything long, in this long movie, helicopter it shot. goes really long, and then uh, it gets weirder and weirder as it goes along because as it as it ends, the the helicopter is still looking upside down on the, down. On the oh, car, yeah. but it, the the car is behind yeah. the helicopter now. I love it. So it's it. like this vaguely upside downish shot. But it's and, got that great like it's got that great like uh, you know bird's eye view. Yeah, of yeah. The police car, and I was, I was like, I was like, oh, it's like that video game APB. Do you guys remember that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope. And he's like, you know, we got eight million stories. 
stories in the Naked City. Here we got eight million ways to die. Well, he goes, he yeah. goes, he goes. You know, the eight million, eight million stories in the Naked City. You remember that show? Yeah. But that's but, but that's here's New like York. That, but that's New York. Here we got eight million ways to die. Anyway, so I'm drunk. if I <laughs> if I'm doing my math correctly, that's like three point. Two per per person. It's because a, it's there's hundred forty-seven thousand ways to die per capita. But each certainly each citizen, at least within uh, the urban uh, district <laughs> of LA, gets at least three ways to die per each one of them. You could get you could get uh, you could run into Kiefer Sutherland. That's one way. That's one way to die. <laughs> oh no! Watch out! Watch out for Kiefer Sutherland when the especially if you if hear the macro- Macarena. Run! <laughs> run the other. You're direction. in the wrong neighborhood. You're in the wrong Ooh, neighborhood. Row. Are they playing the Macarena? This you is terrifying. It, if you if you hear the Macarena and see a guy dumping coffee on a dog, run. run He's about to kick, a, about to kick a dumpster. You don't want to be there when he kicks that dumpster. <laughs> oh, they boy. They want me. They can't have me. Oh, it's the chilling so- sounds of the Macarena. So, uh, so uh, good stuff. He's yeah, at anyway. the meeting, and then and then he begin, he sort of embarks on a on a career as a private detective. He's, yeah, he's, I mean, it's, he's a it sounds like he's now. already. It's like I think we're like we're like catching up with him. It's it does a good job of that. That's why you thought this was probably a series of books because it's like yeah. does that good job of him going like he gets he gets involved in this in this scheme and it's like oh he's and he's like I kind of do stuff like mm-hmm. you know, you you have this idea that he's like been doing things for people but you know cop yeah. sort of like under the table cop fixes stuff. things for people right like it, private it investigator sort of but also just kind of like yeah you know I used to be a cop so I have skills and I can do things. Yeah. <laughs> and there's huge chunks of his life that he doesn't remember at all. Yeah. So he's kind of like a, a memento sort of guy. Right. <laughs> yeah. At least for this for a, a solid like I don't know. I think it's implied that there was maybe that last year was where he was in full yeah. on blackout mode maybe the whole time and that's what he's recovering from. Well the lady Sunny so he, who meets yes. him me, gets him gets him through his Alexander AA meeting. Paul. So she's like is yeah, yeah, coming, returning to the show. Yeah, she, she was, was uh, on the Paper Boy. Paper Boy, That's right? Most uh, most well known for being like in Christine. She was on Baywatch. Baywatch. Yeah. She's, uh, I think she's bad at this. Well, she was never a great actress. <laughs> no, no, but I think she was. It's particularly like she's not Gina Carano. Is, uh, bad. This is one of those yeah. where it's like, how does a does a person act like this? I don't know. Okay. She's also a strung out, you know, strung out. I know, sex worker, I get so. it. I mean, she's, I know, I. And whenever people, she are does playing, have the best line in this. Whenever movie. people she sure are playing does. those kind, that. whenever people are playing, uh, yeah, whenever people are playing that type of character, I'm always like, I'm a little, I defer a little. I'm like, okay, I don't know I don't exactly know. what a strung out person looks like, but I'm also like, I don't think it's like this necessarily. But yeah. Yeah, maybe she didn't either, and she's like, what do I do? And but and nobody on set was able to tell her. She's <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Hallish was like, well, act like me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And the movie itself has a, has like Too a bad. blackout quality Too, to it. Soon. Like a lot of stuff in this movie happens where you're kind of going, where you're kind of like, all right, this is stuff that we don't know yet, but we're going to get filled uh, in yeah. later on. And it kind of doesn't sort do of. it because the movie itself is like, yeah, we were also blacked out. We don't know. <laughs> well, nobody, nobody involved in this movie knows what happened. Well, she so. like, she like met his, she. I think she gets a friend to get him because they know somehow know. She met him somehow. She maybe met him. She wants but, to get away from Andy Garcia. But he has a great line where he's like, "If you, if I met you in the last nine months, I'm sorry if I don't remember." Yeah, because she comes up to him and is very familiar with him, and so it's unclear whether she actually knew him before or whether she was like she's someone. Someone was like, "I know a guy who can help you," and we never find out. And, yeah, yeah. Which is it's also it doesn't not matter. It's also not. It's, but it is. It, but it is weird and and how how this movie is kind of like patchy and sloppy. Right. And, yeah. and I don't know how deliberate it is if it's supposed to be reflecting the psyche of the main character or if it's right. because these people that I made the movie were also sh- at times for sure up. it is and at other times I, I think, think it's I like, think a lot I'm of the not. times it's sort of accidental but it works because it seems unintentional. I mean yeah. I like I think it's still 
fits all of a piece. I think it works sometimes, oh, sure. and it's definitely intentional sometimes. And I think it doesn't work sometimes, and it's like this is just where they didn't finish this uh-huh. part of the movie. <laughs> but you could, but you could be forgiven for thinking that this movie is maybe more complex than it is. Sure, yeah, yeah. right. It's not. It's but it's, it's not just like the a snowman where it's like we didn't shoot fifty percent no. of the movie, and now it's like a disaster, <laughs> yeah, and nobody they, knows no, what's no. happening. They finished shooting the movie. They just didn't. Yeah, just nobody knew what to do with it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> entirely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the, the whole the basic premise of the movie is that uh, 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 Alexander Paul wants Jeff Bridges to like help her with this uh, scary relationship she's in. Uh, well, she tells him supposedly, but, but she says that she wants him to. She wants to get away. She tells him she wants to get away from who she claims is her pimp, yes. a guy named Chance, Chance, who Scudder has busted before. But they're also kind but who's, of friends. But who's like, who's like, well, he busted him years ago, and now he's like out and he's clean. Yeah, yeah. And he's, but he's got this, this, this like, this he's business. a rich guy now. He's got this business, and he's like, he's running so, girls and stuff like that. But like, he's, but he's more or less like, it's more or less like above board. Like he's yeah. not, he's not like whatever he got arrested for drugs. He's I not running before. drugs. He's not actually pimping the girls. It's right. not that kind of thing. A whole great, that becomes that, clear later. That but. scene is great when he like is like when he explains how the business runs, and you're kind of like, like, like that. I'm, you're kind of like, do is this guy, the, is this guy the best guy in the movie? Right. This yeah. guy. Who I thought was a who you think is a, a pimp, scary sir, pimp, but he's not. He's actually like just a businessman who owns a grocery store. Yeah, <laughs> Chance also has a really great line where he says, uh, "I hate money, man. If it's new, it cuts your fingers. If it's old, it stinks." You're yeah. like, "Damn, that's some noir oh, shit right some, there." It's some fucking top notch. Uh, yeah. This is like top notch, like this early uh, Oliver Stone writing too. Especially your favorite line. Oh, My yeah. favorite line too. <laughs> the, the weirdest line in the movie. Yeah. Anyway, so she tells him that she wants him to get her away from Chance. But what she means, who is Angel. wrapped up, who is wrapped up with Angel, Andy Garcia, Angel Maldonado, who's a drug, clearly a drug dealer, yes, yeah. um, and who is like this very macho like <laughs> asshole. He's and very also cocky. his girlfriend Rosanna Arquette, mm-hmm. who seems well, his, to be his wannabe girlfriend. Wannabe he, girlfriend. He works. Yeah. She works for Chance. She works also. for Chance they're too. Both, they're both uh, Alexandra Paul and Rosanna Arquette are both high class prostitutes. Yeah, um, that are sort of in the circle of these gangstery type people. Yeah. Right. And, but, Ch- and uh, Chance is less dangerous, and Angel is the bad guy. And Chance seems unaware yep, of just how go. fucked up Angel is, and and yes. it turns out later that Angel's gonna like use his business as a front yeah. to smuggle drugs. Alexander Paul found finds out about that and wants to get out, and blah blah blah. That's, that's uh, where the plot that's is. That's pretty much it. Yeah. And Chance it becomes very disappointed in Angel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> later on, when he finds out how bad he is, and it's like I don't know. It seems like Angel's telegraphing how much of a bad guy he is constantly. Yeah. He's, he's like not- a guy who shows up and he's like, Hey, everybody, the bad guy's here. Yeah. It's time for the bad guy to be bad. He shows up and like gets real close to people. And goes, Hey, yo, what's your deal, huh? Yeah. 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 Okay. And then Better smiling, kid, and then you're like, You're like, Oh, this guy's a dick. It sucks. <laughs> this guy sucks. But Andy, it's Andy very Elmore Leonardy too. He's like, Oh yeah. He's he's dangerously yeah. stupid, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He thinks yeah, he's one of these guys who thinks yeah, that yeah. he's like really really smart. Absolutely. He even he's even kind of pretentious. He's got this like, really weird yeah. designed house. Yeah, yeah. And he talks and he about he's talking uh, about Antonio Gaudi all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's a Gaudi house. Yeah. It's a Gaudi house. It's funny we were watching it and and Sophie's like, "Oh, that house looks like uh, who's the architect that name is?" She's like, "No, no, it's like uh I was, like, well, I was like it looks like a birthday cake." And she's like, "No, no, the architect." It, looks, it does look like it's made out of <laughs> fondant. Like, and, and then she's like Antonio Gaudi and she's looking up Antonio. It's like, "Yeah, this this guy." And then and then it cuts inside and and Andy Garcia for like five minutes goes like anyway here's this, here's Antonio Gatti she's like oh okay well the movie says it a bunch he talks about Antonio Gatti a bunch yeah. it's nobody's it's, ever been as good before and never will be since but it's just great it was just funny because she's like it's like that guy and we're looking at him I'm like, oh yeah right that's right I've seen yeah and, and then and then right and then right when she's she's saying that he's like he's like he's like and anyway here's about Antonio Gatti oh well, I guess the movie's gonna go. explain that to us. But this is what Andy Garcia can do, like a, a supporting character mm-hmm. uh, uh, that who who is a like a charmer. Yeah, and, 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 like he's a bad guy in this one, but he's, a, he's he thinks he's a charming. 
and uh, and I, that's and that's how I enjoy him in Black Rain, mm-hmm. and that's how I enjoy him in The Untouchables. He's the guy who shows up. He's hey, I'm confident. I'm smiling all the time. I'm fun, and you don't have to follow me around the whole fucking movie. It's right. just a you get 20 minutes of me, and that's all you got to deal with. And he is great, and, and it works. I think a, he's great in this. Yeah, he is a great like Elmore Leonard, like stupid but dangerous villain. Yeah, where he's, you're like, he's you're like, funny and scary. Where you're like, this guy is more dangerous than he he seems because he's a little bit because he's also laughable. Yeah, uh, but don't but laugh at him. But don't laugh at him. Yeah. Exactly. Make him Don't speak French to Mr. Candy. It'll embarrass him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's pretty much it. And and so at a certain point, so basically Jeff Bridges is palling around with uh, with Baywatch, and uh, and well, that's she when we get the, that's him. when we well she tries yeah. quote unquote. Eventually, it he becomes, seems he seems to be like I know you're trying to seduce me. No, nah, I don't really. You know. Okay. Well, he's also it's also like a, a situation where she's doing her the way she's playing it is like I gotta seduce this guy to get him to do what I want, and he kind of at some at one point. After he roughly Jeff Bridges roughly manhandles women way too much in this movie. It was a thing <laughs> that Sophie pointed out. Sophie pointed out was like, "Why do these guys always have to like? Why do they have to do yeah. that? Why does it?" And I'm like, "I don't know. It isn't because well, he's because he's, 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 do he's doing it in this. He's like, get off, get over here.' And he's just telling. He's not like it's for no reason. He's not like helping or he's not like hurt trying to hurt her. He's just like get over here. And you're like, why? He doesn't he ask so nicely roughly? first, even. Yeah, <laughs> but she like she's like trying to seduce him in in an effort to get him to help her. I think, and he's kind of even at one point it's goes like, like that's you know." need to i don't know why you think you need to fuck me before you yeah. ask for help or whatever but that but that does lead to uh the best line in the movie oh, in which she so says she's stripped herself down naked she's like excuse me i'm gonna go powder my nose I'm and in he's the like bathroom. okay she takes all her clothes off and he goes in there and he's and she's facing away from him uh, towards an open window it's yeah. nighttime and she goes the street light makes my pussy hair glow in the dark <laughs> it's like Cotton candy. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. You and then guys, I think he like grabs her and throws her around you guys or something just, like you that. you guys just imagine Oliver Stone sitting alone in a room writing that line going like, yes. Well, you takes, know, you takes know, another line. Fuck. I mean, I mean, it could have been the other guy. There's two There's two screenwriters, but that's a real Oliver oh, Stone shit. line. I looked up the other guy. Do the a other, line, write on. a line. Anyway. Oliver Stone, do a line, write I, a see, line. See, my theory is that, that, totally, that, just, that Oliver really Stone was sitting naked in the moonlight and he saw his own pubic hair and he's like, it's glowing in the dark. Yeah. I gotta write this down. <laughs> That's probably it. Cocaine he wrote. A hell of a he drug. wrote the whole thing sweaty and naked. <laughs> it was like he was taking turns on pages. This and then Conan the Barbarian back to so back. So now we know that at least in '86, Oliver Stone's pubic hair looked like cotton candy in the streetlights. <laughs> I mean, we've and, got that and information, for, and for all we know, still does. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. There's not an I episode like think, of uh, the. I like to think his pubes are still pristine. What's the Oliver Stone TV show? The they Secret History of the United States of America. They didn't do a whole episode about his pubic hair. <laughs> And now time well, for me to te- talk technically about technically it's my all about his pubic hair. <laughs> I'm Oliver Stone, and I take weird pauses when I'm discussing. Also, history. Robert Towns uncredited on this. Really? Yeah. Uh, wow. That doesn't because he and Ashby were buddies. But the other the other guy that, who's the credited un- the unfocused nature of it. <laughs> hey, hey, I think the script is too tight. Let's uh, let's 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 take out some stuff that makes it make sense. <laughs> but the the other guy who's credited on this is a pseudonym for a guy whose real name is R. Lance Hill, but he credits himself as David Lee Henry, and his two main other screenplay credits are Roadhouse. And out for justice. Wow! And he the also best did Steven Seagal movie. I know. And he also did uh, wrote the novel at the, that he's that his own screenplay was based on for this J. Lee Thompson uh, Charles Bronson movie called The Evil That Men Do, which is really weird. It's about huh. Bronson going to Argentina and killing some old fascist dictator dude. It's fucking weird. Wow! Cool. Yeah, you should check that movie out. It's I really would. good. Oh, why don't <laughs> we? I believe I shall. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. We should do a Bronson episode sometime. Anyway. Hmm. So anyways, uh, at a certain point, uh, Alexander Paul gets uh, grabbed up by a car. And uh, like it's like like she is very afraid that she's gonna get killed, and Jeff Bridges up until this point is like, "Hey, you being you being overly paranoid." She's Whatever. like, "I'm gonna go to my she bank." Went, she went to a bank, and, and I'm gonna. Him. And he's yeah. like, "I gotta go get some riding boots for my daughter's birthday." Yeah. And then and all hell no, breaks loose. No, that's a that's a funny. That what part is really funny because I don't remember if you mentioned the riding boots before, but she like was like. They go to the bank, and he's like, you get your uh, airplane tickets to your safe deposit box. She's like, ha-ha, whatever. She's got this bag. And you're like, oh, what's in the bag? Money? Drugs? Turns out it's both. Yeah. What's uh, in the later, bag? Later, it turns out it's a little both, and this book with names and shit. You know, mystery mystery, mystery, shit, mystery, mystery novel stuff. shit, whatever. It's, you know, uh, it doesn't. It ultimately doesn't matter, but the, you know, the next leads to the next piece. But then they go to this place, and she's like, I'm going to go talk to this guy. He's like, okay, I'm going to go next door real quick and shop, uh, get a present for my daughter. And he walks into the place You'll and, goes, be fine. and goes, and goes, I just- got I, any riding boots yeah, for a kid? I need these this size uh, riding boots, and I was like laughing. I'm like, "What is this? Wait, was this part planned?" He just was like, "I'm like, wow, I got to get something for my daughter." He's like, oh, "This drunk is gonna just be waffling around, going like, I don't know what to get her. I don't even know what she looks like anymore." He's like, "I'd like this pair of riding boots, size eight. And I'm like, okay, this guy knows exactly what he wants. He goes back out. She's gone. She's gone. There's a car chase. Yeah. yeah, he's he is alternately foot chasing and car chasing after the other, and she's in the back of a van, and that's where you get a real, a real like Jesus Christ shot where she you see her face as the van is driving, you see her face like get and she's like ah help, and then she gets pulled back, and you see this geyser of blood yeah. hit the window. You're like God. Yeah. Oh no! Oh, they killed her. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. I mean, it is a huge geyser of they, blood, and so you're like, "Well, yeah. that's that." They killed her in like an Evil Dead way. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then uh, he's just always like a couple blocks behind them, and then he sees the car, the the van, like driving away from a bridge. He goes up to the bridge and sees her body lying below. It's not great. Yeah. There's, two then, go- there's two. There's two kids at the bridge the just looking at it, looking at this body. Did you guys wonder if those were the same kids from the ending of uh, No Country for Old Men? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's a bone sticking out, Mister. <laughs> Uh, like these kids are just like, fuck. We moved all the way from Texas to Los Angeles, and now we got to deal with this shit again. Geez. Everywhere we go, dead bodies, broken bone guys. We can't win. Fuck. And they grew up I, to be I, I the Russo brothers. <laughs> I saw their new movie the other day. That's too bad. Not very good. Oh no. Uh, yeah. So th- at this point, Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Jeff Bridges cries a lot in this movie. That's yeah. an interesting well, thing. And he comes up and he sees her dead body, and he's come to like her at this point, and he's just like. <laughs> Cut to him waking up with in a with an actual blanket that says detox yeah. on him. I do like that touch and because so it actually lets you know like oh this is like not him just passed out in a bed. So it's I don't know. I kind of like it's like that that silly thing where it's like you know <laughs> a hamburger store or something. Right. But it's sort of I was sort of like Seattle dogs. It gives you a good idea. I don't know. It was like oh okay yeah. I don't know if the blanket's a detox center. They don't really detox tend to do that. Them, <laughs> maybe maybe they do because in case they like find blankets you know that are stolen or yeah something. yeah like, this, that's where this guy's been yeah. it's like the shopping carts you keep stealing from the grocery store oh we know where this came from yeah they stopped try- <laughs> they stopped i have so many of them now they don't even care <laughs> yeah they don't bother anymore i don't do anything with them i just block the street with them yeah and fun. so the next the next like act of this movie jeff bridges is in this like furious like near death hangover kind of mm-hmm. mode where he can barely walk he's obviously been th- this is another like blackout period and you don't know what happened yeah. and you kind of don't really find out exactly what happened uh, but he's got like scars, and he's limping and shit. His and partner he's hates him now. And constant, constant like booze sweats going on. 
And people see him and go like, oh, you look terrible. And you're like, yeah, you're right. Sometimes movies in movies, people say that. <laughs> they go, you look terrible. And you're like, looks like a fucking movie star. What are you talking about? This one, he looks very bad. He's got his, he's doing something with his jaw. Yeah. He's got his jaw. Uh, and Angel's uh, like, uh, 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 he's like talking at the side of his mouth. And you're like, he does look bad. He's he, like, his shirts are all just kind of s- sweaty. Just yeah. so- soaked through. And he's just like, what happened? And you're like, yeah, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Yeah, well, you know, that's what what, I guess that's what happens. Yeah. And so the rest of the movie is like him kind of like working together, eventually becoming friends and then lovers with Roseanne Arquette working together to kind of like avenge Alexander Paul's death. Yeah. He he uh, finds some stuff in the bag that leads him to this clue to this clue. You know, he's going after Chance and going, you're the guy who did it. And Chance is like, no, actually, I'm I'm kind of a good guy. I mean, I'm also I think I also (laughs) certainly didn't kill him. But he helps him. He's basically Chance starts helping him because he wants to get Alex out of the or Alex out of the picture too. Chance and his partner, his uh, bodyguard, uh, Tiny, Tiny Lister Tiny Jr. Lister, yeah. This, uh, I like the part where they go into his grocery store where the where Alex has been used, which is Alex yeah. has been using as a front to hide his drugs, and they just make all the employees get in the fucking freezer. Because <laughs> he's like, point. he goes like, "We're gonna get you later, and we'll find out which one of you is in on it with him." But yeah. until then, and then they're leaving, and t- Tiny Lister yells it like this tall uh, white kid, like, "Sit down!" Sit down. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the only line he dialogue he has in the movie. This was during that time in Tiny Lister's career when he was the people just assumed he could only say one word at a time. Yeah. He's like Zeus in this, and all he can, and all, he's just constantly Zeus. enraged. And then he'll just go like, shut up. All of his characters are based on the guy in the in the drunk tank from uh, Trading Places. You was in the tank last night. Talk about your limousine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a great. There's another. Actually, there's another great uh, meandery scene where Jeff Bridges like drives his car onto like his yard or somewhere. It's out in the. They're like out in the desert and like he's what? having an argument with Chance. Well, he well he gets he gets Chance, but then there's a there's just a part where like they there's a part where Chance goes like go though go over there and get the Uzis and stuff and uh-huh. then Tiny, and Tiny Lister runs off and he goes and he go, and he goes wait come back here and Tiny Lister comes back and you're like I think this was maybe supposed to be <laughs> edited because it, it and not in this way because then it's like he's like okay and he comes back and he's like wait what are we doing and you're like what yeah what are you doing you're you're the movie it's almost like they're gonna look at us and go like, what now should what? we do? <laughs> There's a whole, uh, I don't, There's I don't a whole know. scene where he's having, where Chance and, and Scudder are having an argument out in like the flats somewhere, and out somewhere, and they're like under a tree. Yeah, and there's all That's this the scene. There's all this heat. Though, there's all this heat stuff in the in the in the shot. And he's, they start fighting, like not physically fighting, but yelling at each other. Yeah. And Tiny Lister runs in from the foreground from yeah. off camera. He runs all the way out yeah, yeah. to him while yeah. the dialogue that's, plays. That's the scene. And then later he's like, go do the thing. And then he goes, wait a second, come back and don't do the thing. And you're like, man, pick something, movie. There's a lot of that. There's also at the, <laughs> decide, at the very end of the movie what where it's, when it's all over, like when the, before the credits roll, it's like, and then everything was okay. And I'm in love with Roseanne Arquette now. And they're walking on the beach. Yeah. And it's just like now they're walking on the beach for like ninety seconds yeah, pretty before, long. The, before the credits. It's start. like you could roll the credits at any yeah. point. Yeah. yeah, you guys made it past the ninety minute mark. We don't need to be stretching here. <laughs> the movie is almost two hours long. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. Uh but yeah, the, so it, this is just basically the, this part of the movie he's like building up to the inevitable showdown with Andy and Garcia. He, yeah, he keeps having confrontations with Andy Garcia, who clearly doesn't think of much of him as a threat. Nope. Uh, but they hate each other's guts. <laughs> hate each other's guts. And Andy uh, Garcia wants to thinks that he maybe he can fuck him from that from there. From there, he wants Rosanna. <laughs> we, we, we don't know if he's rubber. He man. keeps feeding blow to Ran- Rosanna Arquette, who is like basically having a really tough time staying sober and feeling really shitty about it. Yeah. Oh, she. He also kind of kind of in a gangstery 
detente sort of way, kidnaps Rosanna Arquette, and oh, he's yeah. like, I'll trade you Rosanna Arquette. And he's in love with her, too. It's very weird. Yeah. And he's like, I'll trade you yeah. her for, for my the, drugs. For Once drugs. Jeff Bridges gets a, finds a way through, through investigations, yeah. finds his drugs, and then it's sort of like, I'll swap... And then it kind of like that scene in Ocean's Eleven where uh, Danny Ocean is like, I will trade you yeah, Julia yeah. Roberts for the heist money. Eh, interesting little uh, Andy Garcia. Andy Garcia. There's I a part I where don't love Julia I wish Roberts there was enough. A, I wish there was a part in Ocean's Eleven where, Ju- where Andy Garcia duct taped a fucking shotgun to Julia <laughs> yeah, Roberts' head. Which is and what, then she, and she's walking, walking down the stairs with a shotgun pointed at her. That's the best goes, part of my best day. Best part of my day. Best part of my day. <laughs> <laughs> This is the exact same thing that happens in Natural Born Killers. Uh, yeah. this is, I've only seen this done in these two movies where someone gets a shotgun duct taped around their neck. I've seen it in some other movies, but I can't remember. What. I've actually are, probably seen it in like five both or six Oliver, movies. Oliver it's in Stone Home Alone 2. <laughs> <laughs> the, I pulled the fucking kid's head off! The uncut version where Kevin's got, where Kevin yeah. gets his head splattered all over the... <laughs> Kevin! The director's cut. I can see why that didn't make the final cut. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So this, this, we already talked enough about the warehouse scene, but I do want to point out Kinda, one yeah. of my favorite things in the whole movie. It's probably my second favorite line, and it, it goes into Bridges' amazing performance. His whole his whole performance as a guy who is trying to stay sober, I think, is extremely lived in. Like it feels very good, and uh, so uh, Chance is there. Andy Garcia is there. Andy Garcia's big fat bodyguard has a shotgun duct taped to a blindfolded resin or a cat who's just like screaming the whole time. Mm. And, uh, and you know, Jeff Bridges is like, you cut her loose. And Andy Garcia's like, I'll cut her loose after you give her my, give me my dope. And it just goes back this and forth. And they're for screaming at each other minutes. forever, literally and, forever. But Jeff Bridges starts lighting the dope on fire. Right. He starts burning the cocaine, which I think is really fucking it's funny. So Andy funny. Garcia keeps going, oh, no, man. Oh, no, man. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Okay, I'll cut it's her loose. Like I'll cut her loose. <laughs> cut her loose. I'll cut her loose. If don't do that, I'll do it. But cut her loose. It's like it hurts Andy Garcia physically well, for this coke to be burned. He's like, ah, but ah, it's like you see you see the smoke come up in Jeff Bridges' face, and he just makes this face like, oh, he's getting high. No, he and says that. Well, even. he says that, but the the look on his face yeah. really actually makes it seem like yeah. a guy who's like, oh, I remember how this feels. Oh yeah. And then he's like, I'm getting high off your shit, Alex. And then just more screaming happens. Oh, it's so good. It's and I really so love crazy. how after shit starts finally popping off, like when that scene kind of ends and like now like they've cut Roseanne Arquette loose finally and they're shooting. Chance and Andy Garcia just like run right up to each other head on and, and just, just start, start blasting yeah. each other. <laughs> and I was like, oh Andy Garcia's dead, right? No, he gets away. Also like that that was the part of the plan where he because there's a part where Jeff Bridges meets with the cop buddies and like, okay, you guys hide out in the rafters and mm-hmm. I guess in cars outside. Like they're they're hidden all over this place. Cause when it shit goes down they stop everybody except for Andy Garcia. Right. <laughs> and his and his bodyguard. Uh and uh then but then like uh, did, did so Chance isn't in on the plan because Chance doesn't seem to be in on the plan that there are like cops there because right. Chance at one point is like just like I'm gonna fucking kill you and he's pulling and you're like is that I don't, I don't think that's a good idea that seems like a bad idea and then I'm like so then I got thinking like what is the plan because Jeff Bridges took the time to set up this whole diorama yeah, of, yeah. Of, of cocaine <laughs> tubes with himself yeah. and he has smoke grenades and all this shit and you're like but did he fr-? and then he's like oh I forgot a thing what was it oh, I forgot to tell this guy <laughs> right. that there's actually a plan and to not act weird yeah He's dead. He has a lot of brain damage. There's actually a, yeah. <laughs> another one of my another one of my. But favorite again, I lines. don't know if it's intentional or if it was just like that. The movie like forgot to uh, do do parts of the movie. They're oh, like, whoops, yeah. we forgot to do part of the movie. Anyway, you'll get it. Stuff happens and it goes to the next scene. Like it's a, it is a climax suitable for this movie because it's fucking chaos. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it does a fit. real mess. It does fit. <laughs> and so Andy Garcia gets away, and this is a, a very strange uh, scene because they go back to Andy Garcia's house, 
Uh, which is the th- the thing that has these two kind of like tracked gondola things? Yeah, no, this I, is a, this Chance's house. A, it's Chance's is it Chance's house? house? Yeah. I didn't even know. It's Chance's house because they're place this was. Th- yeah. So Sophie's like, Sophie's like, why did they go back there? Of course he's going to be at his house. And I'm yeah. like, well, that's not his house. She's like, it isn't. I'm like, no, it's the other guy. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, like, all right. That, that's this movie for you. <laughs> there you go. Well, every time you've seen a- Angel, it's been at that house, so it exactly. makes sense. But that's that's Chance's house because Roseanne Arquette is. They're going back there. They're like, oh well, he's out there, but the thread is gone or whatever. And, she, and I think Chance she's, is dead. I think she's like, that's where she lives. And she's like, I'm gonna get my stuff. I guess it's her house yeah. now that chance. She's is like, dead. I'm gonna go get my stuff, or we live, or we we live here now, or something. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the only way you can get there is this great fucking go- like tram. It's De Palma. It has bit. to be a real thing, and I'm, I'm amazed I, I, I haven't wish, seen it in any other movie. I wish De Palma. I, I that's like the kind of thing you see and you go. I wish De Palma had his hands on this. Mm-hmm. It's still Man. a pretty well shot scene. Though. No, no, I don't mean it's bad. I just mean that like that's the kind of thing where you go like, oh, he'd really. Somebody's getting under that thing or yeah, something. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know. They it have, feels like they have I mean, that I just, shootout, and, yeah. and he he shoots Andy Garcia first in, in the, the neck, neck. <laughs> and Andy Garcia is like dying on the tracks, and Jeff Bridges is under the tracks, and Andy Garcia keeps trying to like reload his gun yeah. and, and put it, a bullet in. He's like, "Don't do it, man! Don't do it!" And he finally does it anyway, and Jeff Bridges just shoots him in the head. He has this really good like, yeah. the bullet pops off in his head, and he just kind of slumps over, but he's still alive for a second, and he can just see the light go out of his eyes. Blood. It's really cool. They do the classic yeah. bit where they shoot like a little uh, a little globule yeah, like of red stuff at his forehead. Guacamole using, gun or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the uh, the and he's just he's just blood just shooting out of him. Yeah. My favorite part in that scene is actually like just a funny character moment where, uh, oh, they're they're, they're like the in tram. The, well, they're in the tram, and then like it's <laughs> all like, like fuck you. That's oh, yeah. from earlier. No, no, it's that's from <laughs> that's an earlier cunt. scene where the, this Oliver Stone. Oh, dialogue. okay. No, this is where where uh, it's just an Andy Garcia moment actually where like. It just fun, made me laugh because he's like uh, Jeff Bridges gets around the back of his tram because he's like, well, he's got his guy hidden in the other one that's coming down, obviously. And then like they get a shootout and Jeff Bridges like shoots the his the Andy henchman. Garcia's henchman, and Andy Garcia seems genuinely upset that his guy died. Yeah. And you're like, well, I mean, you didn't see this coming, maybe? <laughs> like this wasn't this. You're like, he's like, oh no, you no, you well, got you him. And you're like, well, <laughs> well, like I mean. That was one of the outcomes. This wasn't part of the deal. <laughs> this was this was a possibility. <laughs> that seemed that's, <laughs> it was a that, distinct possibility. That's kind of the that shit your that guy was going to uh, get killed. That's the shit that funny. makes me think of the Elmore Leonard connection. Like the way that he behaves around stuff like that is like, oh, there's, a, there's like a weird intelligence back there. It's like yeah, working yeah. on a whole other level. It's yeah, very yeah. strange. Yeah. He doesn't know that he's stupid. Right. <laughs> That's the classic. He, pre- yeah. he he pretended to care about yeah, that man. Exactly. But I mean, but I think it, but he but he seems re- really upset like that his friend got shot and he's yeah. like I, it's like it was almost like a how could this happen? Yeah. yeah. Consequen- like, consequences had never entered his mind when like, he got into I this life. I didn't think that my guy would get shot in this situation where two guys were going to shoot what at are each these other. Consequences. Nobody yeah. ever told me that a life of violent crime a, would lead to violence. It's yeah. not much. It's a very small moment, but it just I was I struck me. I was like made me laugh. So it made me like Andy Garcia. See uh, more in this movie. He's he's, like he's having a, a he's like having a good a time. He's having a good time. He's clearly doing like a like a like a Tony Montana kind oh, of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. a little different, but it's like the same kind of thing. Like Tony, it's like Tony Montana. If Tony Montana wasn't like kind of more monstrous, like mm-hmm. I think in Scarface, like Tony Montana is like a scary or is only scary kind of. And this is like what if like Tony kids. Montana was like kind of was like kind of seemed charming a little but also also was uh, violent and scary <laughs> but like but like instead of in you know scarface you see him and you go like that guy's only i think that guy's only scared no he likes kids yeah he loves kids i mean he says he's that not but made of wood. i think the kids probably don't like him <laughs> well he was a guy why hector salamanca wants him to kill a kid and he says no fuck go and it kills him. Remember, he Come likes he, he likes kids. He likes kids so much he won't kill a kid. <laughs> I'll kill a little baby. 
<laughs> That's the definition Fuck of someone Trump. who loves kids. <laughs> well, look, I won't kill him. <laughs> well, he wants to have kids with Michelle Pfeiffer, too, but you, you'll recall her womb is all dried up. Oof. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I love that movie so much. Uh, and he's just going to have to do great. it with his sister instead. Mm. Uh, but anyways, the last the, the last scene of, uh, of this movie is... Uh, is Jeff Bridges on doing rehab on the beach? Yeah, yeah. He's, it's an AA meeting that is on. The, we're doing class outside today. Yeah, and, uh, and he seems he seems well on the road to co- to recovery. Yeah, he's, he's making another little speech. He likes he likes making these speeches at AA. There's a part that made me laugh at that scene too, where they start the AA meeting and it's all these people in this group, and it's like we're first of all we're like oh, AA meetings in the fridge. That's totally California for you, like oh, just yeah. AA meetings on the beach. Poor, poor them. And then, like, a mom and there's like lady and her and a kid like get up and go after he stops talking. And I was like, I think that they were, they're like, oh, we're in the wrong place. Like, they, <laughs> oh, I didn't know. Like, oh. oh, we thought this was going to be a puppet show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whoops. Sorry. This is a, this, why are you very, guys- <laughs> very weird to have brought my kid to this AA meeting. I'm sorry. Oh, we were, we meant to be up here. Why Harry you- Anderson is doing magic tricks over here. I double featured this with, uh, <laughs> with Top Secret because we were doing the Zazz movies on the Patreon. Uh-huh. So I watched Top Secret right before I watched this. So the whole time I'm watching this, I was thinking of Zazz Joe. That would have that were happening during this movie. So like in that scene where it's like he's doing the AA speech, and it's yeah. like you see a bunch of the people he's giving the speech to. It's like then fucking Big Bird's there. Yeah, right. You know, it's just like there's a pirate, there's an Eskimo with a spear kind of thing. Like all of these different weird people at the AA meeting. I don't know. An astronaut. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, whatever you want. Abraham Lincoln's there. It does seem to be contrary to the anonymous part of Alcohol Anonymous to just have them all openly doing it on a beach in front of everybody. Yeah, you know, whatever. It is, whatever. it is nice there, so... But Jeff Bridges' speech, he's like, yeah, I used to be one of these guys who was so good at being drunk I could balance myself on a brick wall when I was right. passed out and not even fall. I spent the whole night on that wall. Don't ask yeah. me how. You want me on that wall. You, me you need wall. me on that wall. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, and then he's him and Roseanne Arquette are on the beach and together. happily ever after. I mean, you know, I happily, happy I mean, for a, now. A lot of people are dead. They're they're both they're both uh, they both have their troubles, and I think oh, they, troubles. Fa- they found each other. I th- I do like the ending because it's a kind of it's like a nice it's like yeah. it's like a nice ending, you know. Yeah, yeah, you don't expect a movie like this to wrap up nice. No, it's, it's yeah. very gritty, and and people yeah. are calling each other fucking cunts and all this. It's like real nasty. I mean, you kind of yeah, you expect like oh she's gonna get sh- or like you know they hate each other or like it's like that. But or like it's like, it's like we love each other, but we can't be together. Bye bye forever. Yeah. 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 Shit yep, like that. They're in love. But they kind of just they just kind of end up together uh, for here, you know for a time. Who knows how yeah, long? Who knows? Here's an extremely uh, funny uh, part where uh, uh, Rosanna Arquette is talking about uh, the stuff that her and uh, Alexander Paul have to do as high class prostitutes, and uh, he because Jeff Bridges is this is after she's dead, and Jeff curious just sort of Jeff Bridges just sort of curious about what kind of life she led, and he goes. Well, we had to do all kinds of stuff. I mean, some guy would want to tie her up and hang her outside the window upside down and toss marmalade on her bottom. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? What's weird about that? Jeff Bridges goes. Let's not kink shame people. Jeff Bridges goes. Somebody asked her to do that. And she goes. I'm just giving an example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know who did that. Oliver Stone. <laughs> Uh, Oliver t- Stone's like, what kind of, uh, what kind of, uh, what kind of sort of normal uh, kinky thing could I throw out here? But also would be weird to a character like the Jeff Bridges character. I know the marmalade thing that I have done <laughs> to like. me all the time. What, what is that? Isn't she the one with all the shit in her face? No, that's my wife. <laughs> that's what I kept thinking of during Roseanne Arquette scenes. Yeah, here's a weird one. Uh, this is when uh, when Roseanne Arquette has drank like a bottle of vodka or whatever, and uh, and Jeff Bridges and she's starting like she's trying to seduce Jeff Bridges, and then she starts barfing or whatever. Yeah, 
and then she's she like, bar- she barfs on him while she's like about to go down on him. He's like, no, don't do that. And then Blah. she barfs on him. It's very, a very hilarious, like unrealistic. It's a cute mo- scene. movie barf too, because yeah. she literally just goes. Bleh! It's off camera. <laughs> like, you it don't see it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but he goes. Uh, but she's like, you wanna still do it now? And he's like, no. <laughs> you, you barf on me. It's like putting salt on a bird's tail. Birds don't fly. I don't fuck. And, okay. and that is dialogue, my friends. <laughs> All right, then. If, you guys famously, are... if you put salt on a bird's tail, it, it won't, won't fly. fly. It won't fly. Is that we true? all know is this. That I don't true? know. You guys have insulted birds before? <laughs> you guys go. You guys want to go bird salting after this? <laughs> <laughs> that's how they. That's how they. They make them uh, so you can shoot them when they go quail hunting in like famous English manners and stuff. They They're salt like, the birds. Salt the birds first, Pierre. <laughs> salt its tail. Very, very good, sir. Yes. The birds have been salted for your, yes, your liking. Right. Season to taste. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Here's funny. I like. I like to think this is. Uh, Those birds are very well behaved too. Oh, this is very <laughs> well, we salted them. Well, they're yeah. English birds. <laughs> uh, yes, quite. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I like to think that this was improvised because uh, Jeff Bridges is trying improved. to. This is when the, in the snow cone parking lot scene where the ten minute long single. Take I feel that whole thing is improvised. improvising. But Jeff Bridges is like trying to arrange a fake drug deal to yeah. bust Andy Garcia or whatever. He's like, you know. We'll get a little something going with us with the uh, the white stuff and Andy Garcia goes ain't that a movie about astronauts yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good one that line made me laugh <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> there weren't there weren't there weren't it was Solid. like there were, there were parts in those long scenes that, that I was like this is fucking this is fucking good shit but it just said it kept going and by the time the scene was over I I had actually literally forgotten, forgotten. Yeah. why they were meeting I was like why are they even here and then at the yeah. end they go okay so we're gonna do the thing oh yeah like, oh right okay right, right. You're like, why were you even guys even talking to each other just to crack wise about uh, about astronaut movies? Yeah. Good line. It's a movie about blackout drunks that f- feels like you're in a blackout drunk. A little bit. Yeah. Ratings. I want to go four Juds, but I'm going to go to three and a half. Because, mm. you know, it's got some it's missing fucking pieces. mess. It's, yeah, it's messy, but I really love how messy it is mm. and how it just keeps becoming more and more histrionic and hysterical. I love that warehouse scene. I've never seen anything like it. It's that so is good. certainly not going to be for everyone, but I thought it was yeah. h- hysterical and fun the entire it's way through. It's really good. And the, again, when he goes, when he goes, I'm, I'm getting high of your shit. I just think it's that's fucking so amazing. I was just I, like, oh yeah. yeah, it is. Look into my veins. That's again, some good shit. Again, I liked, I liked all those parts, all right. the parts where it's like this and this and this, but it was just like it's diffuse. Yeah, it was like okay, but like you know. Uh, edit this mm-hmm. into a thing. It, yeah. it, it, it's it, clearly been shot by the guy who meant to edit it himself and did not. Yeah, and was not allowed to yeah. or whatever and then did not and then also and then maybe wasn't edited by anybody yeah. at a certain point. Like, yo, we've got these are all in order, right? Get it out to the theaters. The Bond, the bond Company stooge edited did, this movie. <laughs> right, yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I want to go four but I'm going to st- give it a, a nice three and a half, you know. But anyway, uh, three Douglases just for the vibe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's full there's frontal nudity, there's nudity in this. and there's sex, and there's like well, you know, that, that line about her pussy. The line hair. about her pussy hair. Yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> but just the vibe. This is a sleazy movie. It is. Well, it's written by Oliver Stone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very, one, of, one of the kings of sleaze. I mean, I mean, and his especially like particularly like the movies he wrote. Like, I mean, Year of the Dragon too. Oh Which my I don't God. remember, but that's like also one of those where you go like, ah, th- yeah. we should do that on automatic the show. three Douglas two weeks ago. Just, Great just, fucking movie. Really yeah. good. But just you know that kind of it's got that Oliver Stone like 
Yeah. Like like I said, like you see him, you, see, you can see this man sitting oh, there yeah. naked and sweaty writing this thing and going like, this is this is what people sound like. Oliver Stone nastiness is very pure because Oliver, you know Oliver Stone is a nasty person. Right. And it's just, it just feels, it feels, it doesn't feel like a guy steeping himself in some other world. It's like, he knows what he's fucking talking about. If you guys are interested in hearing us talk more about Oliver Stone, we got a couple oh, on our boy. Patreon actually. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. So three Douglases, and I'm going to give it, I don't know, 25 or 30,000 instances of somebody saying, cut her loose. <laughs> I think it's over. The, I can't, over I can't emphasize over. how many times that phrase is repeated over a 15 minute stretch of this movie. Yeah. I was afraid that you were going to say <laughs> something different there, but you left me an opening. <laughs> I, I don't know what, I I don't know what I'm going to do. Gonna, did, you, did you read the line where they're coming down the tram the first time when him, before, when him and Rosanna Arquette don't like each other? I think other? you put did that you read, on the Did you read that I put part? that on Instagram, but here it is. Do you have it, it written down? It's, it's really funny. It's banter. It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's supposed to be like funny banter almost or something. It's just like, whoa, yep, that's there's some stone. It's after he's been really like throwing her around and manhandling her and stuff, and he throws her in there and... Uh, there, and she's mad at him, and she goes, prick! And he goes, fucking cunt. And she goes, fuck you! <laughs> Oliver Stone, everybody! I still really like the part where, they, where he's, he's like, a Louisville slugger, or what? A baseball bat, you son of a bitch! Yes. You dumb shit! You dumb, fuck you! You dumb shit! So he's kind of he's kind of like he's a little drunk. and slurry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. That shit's great. <laughs> Uh, that part in that's a, the internal. That's the internal affairs guys. Or are they homicide? Who knows? I think they're homicide guys. But yeah, mm. well, we get to talk about internal affairs. Oh boy! Oh, come well, that's coming up. But anyways, I'm gonna give it three and a half. It's it is like total chaos, but it's also like that's part of that's like its charm and its kind of problem too. Because mm. but I was actually getting like editing anxiety watching that scene in the parking lot where it's like one shot, and this is this is why you do coverage, right? Yeah. Because I, I, I've shot, I've done scenes before, either stuff that Kevin and I made or other stuff where you're just looking for some place mm-hmm. to cut, but they keep on talking over each other, and there's no place to make the cut. Yep. Yeah. And you're like, ah, <laughs> this scene's gonna have to be ten minutes long. There's no, and we didn't get coverage. There's no place to, oops, no place to go. Yeah. yeah. Ah, but it's, I still like it. I, w- I wonder. I still wonder if that's like deliberate, or if Ashmi just wasn't making his days, and that's what they had. Could be. You know, it's such a mess. But I, I, do I feel like, like it. it's a mix of everything. It's gotta be. It's, yeah. It's like a you know a mix of like it's just it feels like it just is like everything kind of didn't work out a little bit, but mm. they were able to salvage it into something, a, th- a thing. Yeah. It's like what's good about it and what's bad about it are the same thing. Yeah. It's kind of fascinating. Yeah. But I really did enjoy it. Uh, I'm gonna also give it three Douglases. Sleazy as all hell. And I'm gonna give it uh, one cotton candy bush in the uh, <laughs> in the streetlight. Yeah. I thought Matt was gonna go. When no, he no. Said he's twenty-five thousand pubic hairs. Wow, great! I'm not gonna steal that one. From uh, you. <laughs> I'm gonna Thank give you. it. Th- I'm gonna give it three Juds. Although I am, I I hesitate to give two and a half, but I actually do kind of like it. It just frust. It's a frustrating movie for mm-hmm. me because I. I there's I feel like there is a better movie even in there. It's just like it it, it lost it, for me. It lost the thread a lot of times. Even during those even though those scenes were kind of entertaining, I was sort of like, eh. Jeez. All right. Like literally when they were yelling "cut her loose" and that shit, I was just like, I don't care what happens. I was like kind of at the point where I'm like, this is a scene that should be. Like you, like the comparison to the Reservoir Dogs scene yeah, is yeah. is very apt because it should be. I should that scene should feel like <coughs> that where you're like. Oh shit! Everybody, it's all coming to a head, and everybody's got guns pointed at everybody else, and 
everything could explode and everybody could die. Yeah. And by the time it was to the end of the scene, I was like, I don't care. I don't know. <laughs> is anybody gonna die? Jeff Bridges was funny. He's lighting shit on fire. But like, is what what are the stakes at this point? Every everybody die, <laughs> everybody kill each other, dead. blow her head off. I don't care. Cut her loose. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> when I was watching, do it, something. I was cooking dinner at the same time, so I was like watching it. I'd have to stop it for a second to like do something on the stove. So the water's boiling for the pasta I'm making. <laughs> I put the pasta in the water and I go back to watch the. I figure you know it's ten or twelve minutes. I'll check on it in a sec. I go back to turn the movie back on. The warehouse scene starts. Yeah. Goes through the whole warehouse scene. That ends. I'm like, fuck, that was awesome. All right, I got to go check on this food. Pasta's boiled. I'm like, wow, that was long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, yeah, this, so. it's this sort of thing where I bet that, like when those guys, the actors in that scene were shooting that, and if that's how shooting a movie is, you're like, yeah, we were in that scene. We were, they went on and on, but they'll cut it down to something yeah. reasonable. And yeah. then they saw that in the theater like, oh, my they God, didn't. they put it all in there. Well, exactly. It's like the scene with the snow cones. Is that, it feels the same way where Andy Garcia and Jeff Bridges are like, yeah, we're going to goof on each other a bit. And they'll use, oh, maybe they'll use that right stuff line. Maybe they'll use this other right. line. And then they watch it and go like, they used all of them. They, yeah. did, they just didn't cut it. Tell Ashby he knows what he's doing. They, yeah. Oh, did they just used all of our jokes. So we we we'd said all. <laughs> they didn't you know, save anything. It's like, it's like if it's like if one of those Judd Apatow movies, you know, the Linerama thing. It's yeah, like yeah. if the movie just had if the movie itself just had all of those. <laughs> they should have had. They should have had bloopers <laughs> at the end credits. I wish. Uh, but I'm going, I'm going three Judds and then three three Douglases for all the you know. Uh, talk of, of Connie, cotton candy pussy hair <laughs> and and just the, the general vibe of it is pretty sleazy and uh, I'm gonna go one one uh, snow cone machine in the back of it yeah. very nice because that's, uh, that's that's luxury that's right hilarious there. that's luxury and it's a funny thing it's a funny thing for a guy who's like uh, you know what I, I got some money now you know what I'm gonna do snow, snow cone machine in my car in that's the, the sort of thing car. Exhibit used to put in people's cars on Pimp My Ride <laughs> That's one of those things Exhibit would do to a person's car, and you'd and you'd see their reaction, and they'd be like, "Oh, oh <laughs> weird, good." That's weird. This guy pimped his ride with a with an icy machine in the back of his car, and there's a scene where he shows off his crib. Yeah, two MTV shows. <laughs> he shows off his gouty crib. Alex Maldonado's crib. <laughs> uh, it was when I used to watch that Pimp My Ride show all the time. And there was one where they put a cappuccino. We're like, "You said you like coffee, so we put a cappuccino machine in your car," and he could. And his reaction is just like, oh, "I gotta get that fucking cappuccino." I gotta, I, gotta pull, get, I gotta get some guy to pull that out of my car now. <laughs> I don't have a fucking cappuccino machine in my well, car. Are you kidding he's gotta me? keep that snow cone machine stocked with ice somehow. Like, my yeah, car right. is stupid. Yeah. Uh, anyways, there you go. Speaking of stupid, speaking of stupid, our next movie, Mike Figgis's 1990 Internal Affairs. Yeah, a movie that by reputation is pretty well liked. Yeah, Oof. but considered would, considered a good solid like late eighties, early nineties like procedural classic. I think yeah. I would describe this movie, watching this movie, as an infernal affair. Oh no! Yeah, I think most people want to be bad. It's because it is bad. Well, we have cops. Except the cops, the guy who wants to do it worst of all. Don't move! Don't move! Hands up! Internal Affairs is the most uh, important division on the force. We have to be better than the other cops. What do you think he's doing? Could be a lot of things. I want you to kill my mother and father. What? It's very bad. 
It's a uh, you know it's I I like was into it for a while and I wasn't like I didn't think it was good but I was kind of like okay I see what the game is and I know what you're doing and then there's a point where it just becomes it became too stupid and I was just like fuck this is this it, there's this also a, a very definite and distinct and and exact moment where it becomes like I don't give a fuck what happens at all yeah. anymore and we'll get to it are we all of the same we do all know what point that is I, probably I, I'm assuming I know what you guys are talking about well I talked to you I about was, it I was out with in like 20 minutes <laughs> like, i mean i wasn't like into it into it but i was kind of like okay i get the vibe of this i actually like laurie metcalf a lot in it right i think she's she's, she's like she's, she's the like, best thing in she's it. like she's the fun. highlight in it this one was the one that reminded me that made me think the most of true, true detective, detective and i'm not a huge fan of that and it but it had the most of that like sort of like uh nick pizzolato-esque like tough guys talk like tough guys we're all the same we're all we mirror each other even though you're bad and i'm good who's bad and good men are men and mans are men things and women are also in it but like you know mm, poor, they're oh, but they're women so sorry so, to all the women uh, in this movie you know sorry yeah, yeah uh but i don't know it just it had that like real sort and so i was kind of like oh you know what if this stays like with this it, it just got to it it, tur- it took a turn and we all, but like it, it had some very relevant stuff about like po- uh, police uh, corruption and all right. that stuff that i was like this plays very well this actually is uh, uh, very relevant to the today and then it for just sort of like yeah. isn't for that. a minute <laughs> and it isn't yeah. that anymore pretty quick right uh but then it's it also uh, this movie just makes a lot of miscalculations that uh, it's some, also some of them are kind of like sorry i don't know how you could have known that this was that andy garcia wasn't the guy for this role or that i mean uh, i think richard, yeah. richard gear is, is not the guy for this bad role. yeah richard gear is not this is just not the thing he can do i like richard My, gear as a villain i just think he's not i think He's got a good look in this, but I don't know. It doesn't. This work. character doesn't have anything going on. Yeah, there's. It's a. It's a total like. On it's the a black page, hole. It's on the page only character. Yes. Yeah. Like this guy, they try to give him like a little bit of a life thing where they're like dimension. The part, the I did, there were some funny lines where he's like, "Oh yeah, how many kids do you have?" He's like eight, eight. and you think he's joking at first. He's like, and then he names. And you're like, "Oh, this guy has eight kids. Yeah. <laughs> he's four wives." That's hilarious. That's the thing is like the movie. You talked about True Detective, so the movie's game doesn't have anything to do with like police corruption or even a narrative like a like a like a thriller plot about like we got to take down this bad guy because he's doing bad stuff and it's like it pretends to it, it sort of faints at that, but really it's just a sort of drama about like thwarted and twisted masculinity and yeah. how the two main characters are tied up in that. But it mm-hmm. acts like a thriller for a while and it's got scenes like where he betrays Baldwin and right. stuff. There's it, tons of thrillery it, stuff it, in it. it, it, like, act, it but it, it's all it pretense. Acts, yeah, yeah. yeah, And it's not going anywhere. Like the narrative doesn't actually like develop any momentum and head to a conclusion. You know what I mean? It's not like you're following a story and then okay, now this is happening. Well, the it's movie just ends like, at some point. Yeah, but I mean, I just <laughs> no, mean, I just, like, that's what I mean. It's, it's like, not really doing anything script-wise. Like the narrative Oh, is kind of no. non-existent, and that's intentional. Mike Figgis is like one of those guys who thinks he's making art movies, and there you go. That, that is one of the problems: is that this movie is actually fucking ridiculous, and Mike Figgis doesn't seem to know that he's making a ridiculous movie. Yeah, it, so it's, it's tonally like you're like it's tonally absurd, and it needs to be grounded in some kind of realism, but features absolutely none of it. Yeah, no. but I don't know if Mike Figgis knows that or anything like that. It's just, it's he's just in the like movie a lot too. Of, is that right? Yeah, he's, he did the music also. No, he's he the does. in this in the in that awful ridiculous scene where Andy Garcia goes to the restaurant and beats up Nancy Travis. Oh, he's the that's, weird. Well, he's the weird fat was, Jerry Curl guy who was like, "Hey, what are you doing?" That's, that's Mike, Mike Figgis. Figgis. Yeah, because I was making fun of his hair the whole. We were Sophie and I watching. We were like, "I kept going." Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're like, "Look at this asshole." Because Sophie, Mike at, the first scene he pops up, she goes like, "I love his suit," and I'm like, "What about his hair, though?" I didn't know. That's Mike the director. Figgis. That's great. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, and he also did the music. Does the music for yeah. his movies, Carpenter style. 
and it's uh, uh it jazz better in this than in other ones. <laughs> a lot of times it's just like here's some fucking jazz. I don't tend to like his movies, although I have liked some of them. I mean, Leaving Las Vegas. I love Leaving Las Vegas. That was I remember that was the first movie I saw of his, and then I was kind of like, man, this is great. And he was a guy I was into for a minute, and then when I started seeing, then you all saw his Time other Code, and you were like, oh, or, or, god. Or before I was kind of like, oh, this guy's not uh, mm-hmm. very good. But leave, but he, he fucking nailed it. He on Leaving Las one. Vegas. I mean, that ha- that happens to also have like Nicholas Nic- Cage. Cage and Elizabeth Shue just fucking like monumental just fucking knocking it out of the park like every scene you're kind of like oh well that's but you know you just had to capture that and right. then you did <laughs> so good job yeah yeah and he directed stormy monday yeah, which is the mo- the movie that the coen brothers saw that inspired them to hire roger deakins the first time yeah, so yeah. that's it's not a very good movie but if you watch that you go like oh i can see why they that, wanted this uh, that's guy. one of those movies well, that i've seen good. more than yeah. once because it has a young hot melanie griffith in it so i've seen it like three times yeah. and every time like maybe this is gonna be the one where i like it it's, oh never mind it's very boring yeah i've never seen it so yeah. sting Tommy it looks, Lee Jones, it looks great right <laughs> yeah yeah i think so I, I just saw it the one time and was like this movie does look good yeah and i could see why you'd want to get me that guy so, this movie is about Andy Garcia is uh, uh, new to the Internal Affairs Division in, in Los Angeles, and uh, uh, he's partnered up with Lori Metcalf, who's actually not technically his just his partner, she's his T.O., Yes, which doesn't have anything to do with the movie at all. They no. actually have just a regular partner relationship, even though he's supposed to be being trained by her. <laughs> Exactly. Um, he's he's kind of in a way like, oh, I'm kind of taking over here because I'm a I'm a hotshot with I'm big a man. dreams. Yeah, I'm, and, a, I'm uh, a visionary. His and, and and there's a funny scene at the beginning where his new sort of uh, his new sergeant is like telling him, or his new lieutenant, excuse me, is telling him, uh, you know, here in internal affairs, everybody thinks that the cops hate us, but they really don't hate us. They they're glad that we're out there, you know, making their keeping them honest and giving them the 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 power to exercise the authority to exercise the power that they need to to protect themselves and the citizens. And it's just a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> and because uh, immediately, uh, Lori Metcalf is like, yeah, you know, all that shit he said was fucking bullshit, right? <laughs> and uh, and their first their first sort of case is uh, is Billy Baldwin who plays a character named. Van Stretch. Van Stretch. For a minute, I thought that was his last name. Nope. No, his name is Van Q Stretch or something like that. I've heard of a Stretch Van, but Van Stretch. Hello. Come on. And he's got a wife. Any, anyway, uh, so he's basically introduced beating his wife. He's well. Get used actually, to that. he's in. Well, first the the scene. The first oh, scene right, is the first right. scene is Richard Gere and his partner Michael Beach from ER. Yeah. Uh, Michael Beach shoots a shoots a perp in the back who's unarmed. And Richard Gere plants a straight razor on him, on yes. the on the dead guy. This is a, a, it's a, a totally a, unclean shoot, and Richard Gere uh, makes it look good. This is what Richard Gere also says to him, like when it happens, that that makes you kind of go like, hmm, this is going in an interesting direction. It's not, but but he, but Michael Beach kills this guy, and it's a clear case of you know a bad killing. The guy was running away from him. He yeah. shoots him in the shoots back. him in the back, and you're like, this does happen in real life. And then Richard Gere, like when he fakes the the crime scene he mm-hmm. goes it's happened to all of us man right <laughs> you're like Jesus god Christ. damn that's grim richard gear plays this guy who's a who's like a, a like a 2a patrolman yes. in la he should be higher ranked at should his be age. way higher rank at his age and his name is dennis peck and he's like somehow 
the most powerful fucking cop in L.A. because like, he's because he's accrued favors. From yeah, everyone. and he's yeah he's he's done he's done shit. He's got favors from everybody. It doesn't make any fucking sense. But anyway, the guy is apparently fucking untouchable, and he's wildly and openly criminal and corrupt. Yeah, and everyone knows he it. Li- and nobody they, like cares. Every, he's married to th- he literally does have four wives. He has four wives, and he and everyone him and well, everyone ex-wives. in his well, ex wives. But he, he also sure. he also I mean his nut is huge. Like he's got to take care of all of his wives and his eighty kids, <laughs> and his mansion. Like, <laughs> They, they, they all mansions. live in mansions. And that's kids. the thing is, like, you're watching this movie and you're like, okay, the beginning of the movie, there's a dirty shoot mm-hmm. that he covers up. Uh, there's drugs. There's, you know, there's a murder. None of this shit actually has anything to do with what they're chasing him for in the course of the movie. Yeah. They're actually just trying to nail him for real estate deals executed by Billy Baldwin's wife. Right, so he can buy these mansions with with bad mortgages, mm-hmm. and and like and nobody, I mean, like of all the shit that he could be doing, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, like it's a side plot. It's sort of immaterial to the rest of the narrative that he's moonlighting as a hitman. Right, that yeah. doesn't actually cross anyone's radar at all, except ours, the audience's. It's a small part of the plot that Richard Gere uh, is hired by some scumbag to kill the guy's parents. Uh, well, no, and, that's and not and true. He does Annabella Shiora finds out she finds out because yeah. she because she hears on the news and then she like remembers she, she flips her his together. little book and goes like oh that's that name of the person that the meeting is the same as the name of the two right. the people that were which murdered. is which is evidence of absolutely nothing oh right but but well, i mean that's i guess it's it, it's 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 only to make there. her suspicious it's there because then she talks to the cops and then to andy garcia or whatever right. poor 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 annabella Sciorra and yeah. also nancy travis poor every woman in i don't generally movie. feel bad for nancy travis ever but she is totally wasted in this very i think movie. she's good in some stuff but she yeah she i just she, it's totally she's and, you know, and, and and also just a good like, thing she left this the, whole situation and had that baby with ted danson and tom Selleck <laughs> and steve gutenberg <laughs> no, but just see the, the it was the, an uh, unconventional but a good family yeah. the amount of abuse that is leveled at that character in this and movie, all of the women all, all the, the women. all the women but particularly her character is like is like ridiculous Disgusting. it's yeah. like it, it's the point of the movie where it just lo- where it lost me entirely right. and it was just like and fuck, it's it's fuck it's not uncritical of that abuse but it's not critical enough of it it's critical in the, i feel like it's it. almost critical in the wrong way too right. it's almost like because it's almost well, it's like, like well wouldn't this you, is wouldn't isn't is, I yeah mean, wouldn't right? you also and like it's not you shouldn't but like wouldn't that and also be like you're, it's and you're still like, no? with him it's still with him you know what i mean yeah. like that's what i'm saying is that it's at no point yeah. is it like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Well, let's, let's let me <laughs> right. let, since we're talking about it, let's just get to the point. This is the sh- this is the shit where the movie completely lost me and made me basically hate this movie. And uh, and well, so I think like, we need to I think we need to set it up because the 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 thing is that like he eventually he goes from Billy Baldwin right. who's beaten his wife. Oh man! And, and, and there's then, a, there's a scene where him and Laurie Metcalf are, and that's are bracing too. Billy Baldwin. They are they are IA, and they are interviewing Billy Baldwin about his vast corruption. And Billy Baldwin like sits down and immediately starts dropping n words and right. saying all this stuff. And it's just sort of like whatever you're trying to get him for. Can't we at least fire him for being an openly right, right. racist? He's, he's, a, he's openly racist. Admits to beating his wife. Yes. Admits to having a drug problem and has three 181 excessive force calls in three months. Yeah. And they can't even suspend this guy. I, I, like we got to find something on this guy. And he seems, that might be true. That's I'm right. not trying to say that pre-Rampart LA is like this shining beacon of of, of like an incorruptible police department because yes. obviously that's nonsense. Oh, sure. But I mean I think they could have hung this pa- some paper on this yeah. guy. Absolutely. Is his kid at the beginning it's Elijah Wood. It's Elijah Wood. Okay. Yeah, he's Elijah only in the Wood. one scene, but I saw him come in and he goes like, "I was like, is that Elijah Wood?" And I, he never comes back in the movie yeah. again. But he's stop in like, beating mommy, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> 
Spirit, right. Billy Baldwin right, is anyway. beating a woman. That's highlight of the highlight of the movie. But they basically be, they they get on to they get onto Richard Gere from Billy Baldwin because they suspect etc. Yeah. And uh, so when Andy Garcia starts talking to Richard Gere, who's just and he's just trying to get information about Billy Baldwin. Yes. Richard Gere just immediately starts playing head games with him. He goes like, "Hey, how about, this, like, how about hey, this woman? Uh, you, you think she's hot? Are you, are you married? Don't ever talk about wives." You know, maybe you've been married a long time. You don't do it nice anymore. You don't fully. He just like gets into his head immediately with this with this totally bogus. What if I fucked your wife? Shit. Instantly self sabotaging. It's and it, I know because Richard because Andy Garcia's character would never have given a shit about him no matter what if he just hadn't like poked the bear. <laughs> and the thing is, it sends Garcia right over the fucking falls. Like he becomes instantly obsessed with the idea of his wife boning Richard Gere. Well, that's but it's 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 nuts. But it's later. It's later too when like he when it like because that happens at first and he's kind of like haha okay and then like there's like his wife doesn't see him as much and then they talk about fucking and there's, there's a well, there's funny this, scene there's where she scene says something park. about where she they, she talks about his paintbrush or whatever right but sometimes you have to get it wet or whatever there's this <laughs> there's this scene in the park where where gear first does the whole like you know uh, your wife what are you, are you fucking your wife right you know that kind of shit we don't talk about wives yeah. yeah that shit and then and then but then like Three or four scenes later, oh, yeah. materially nothing has actually transpired in the plot. Then there's a scene with Garcia coming home and Nancy Travis is like doing the dishes and she's like, you know, I never see you anymore. And what are you, you fucking your girlfriend? And she's like accusing him of, of cheating on her with Laurie Metcalf. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute, where's this coming from? That yeah, scene. so stupid. That actually, what ha- it's even worse than that because the scene bef- that you see that the co- them as a couple before is the one where he goes into the art, the art, the art uh, gallery. The art gallery yeah. And they have kind of a cute banter about his paintbrush, meaning mm-hmm. his dick or whatever. There's oh. like maybe a scene or two with Richard Gere in between there. Maybe it's when he maybe it's when he kills Baldwin. I don't know. Yeah. Then the next scene you see so the last time we saw Nancy Travis and, and Andy Garcia, they're like having this cute banter. The very next time you see them together, she's is a scene where she's screaming at him. And yeah. you're like so it's so it's almost it's even worse than you cuz it it's like it as far as us Their as an marriage audience is apparently seen, deteriorated as as, overnight. As far as us as an audience <laughs> knows, they're in fi- they're fine and then you see them next and there's in in for no reason, they are their marriage is over. It's mm-hmm. like in that opening scene, the movie forgot it's a generic cop movie, and it's like, no, we gotta have the wife doing the whole "Where you never, you never around" cop thing. Because yeah. in the first scene, it's like, oh, he's just married to an art gallery lady. That's an interesting take. Like on this, this, right? This you don't movie, see that, and they're like, no, well, let's get it back. This <laughs> movie is like less it. credible as uh, as for what it's trying to do as fucking someone to watch over me, which yeah. like you know, <laughs> for all its for all its good parts, was not very so good on the on like that character relationship level. No, right. And this is like less credible than that, but yeah. anyway, but anyways, over like a series of encounters, Richard Gere keeps on he keeps just on gets ratcheting, right into Andy Garcia's ratcheting head. up the stuff. Just and again, rent free in he, there. If it's he's IA, Andy Garcia does outrank him and technically can do all kinds of stuff to him. And Richard Gere keeps going like, "What if I fuck your wife?" Huh? It's just like, "Hey, just say I don't know," yeah. and then why why are you pissing this guy off? Yeah. But anyways, it really really works on well, Andy Garcia, and it, so at this point. Uh, like their second or third encounter with each other. Um, Is this before or after he sets up Billy Baldwin to get killed? Well, uh, I think uh, I, uh, it's after he sets him up to get killed because Andy Garcia is following him around. If we're talking about the same thing, because then he's following Richard Gere around and he sees his wife have lunch with him. Yeah, and then it's that dumb. It's a fucking. It's that's why it pisses me off. I, I don't know if True Detective does this, but for some reason I go to that kind of macho man mm-hmm. sh- show or whatever. I feel like there's shit in that show that's the same way where like the men go like I he he, he goes he sees his wife having lunch with Richard Gere. And he's, he's a guy he's following. He's like, why is she having lunch? And he doesn't ever think, like, maybe they're talking about me because I'm following this guy. Right. And then the next scene is, like, Richard Gere 
confronting him and going like, I fucked her. Yeah, you missed because the bus came by and then we were gone and I fucked her or whatever. And then he immediately just goes, oh yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where the movie lost me entirely. Right. I was like, well, don't just believe the bad guy of the movie. Ugh, unbelievable. This is this is what he says before he's. This is when he's threatening to fuck her, and he and he goes and he and he, and he leans in uh, to Andy Garcia, and he goes, "They say the skinny ones give good head." I was like, right. "Is that what they say?" Did, they, did you read, later? Did you read that somewhere? And so Andy Garcia punches him in the face, and then well, uh, right. well, Dick Gear's on the ground. And he goes, "Oh, whoa, whoa! All right, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll fuck her for a little while, teach her how to come, and then I'll show you what she likes." And then Andy Garcia punches him again. <laughs> And this, the whole whole lot of this movie is like, can you imagine Richard Gere saying fucked up stuff? Isn't this crazy? He also like, it's like I the, mean, the, they, they're leaning into him playing against type sort of thing. Yeah. And his whole deal is that he fucks a lot of women. Yeah, he's he a pussy. That's lot. what they say. Like, what's his deal? And and Laurie Metcalf goes like, he's a pussy hound. Yeah. yeah. And he's fucking. Uh, I mean, he's fucking Stephen Baldwin, Billy Baldwin, Billy Baldwin's, Billy Baldwin's wife. wife. Maybe I mean, he's it, fucking Stephen Baldwin's that's wife a, too. That's I don't an know. absolutely terrible scene where it's just like cuts and they're fucking. Oh, is Stephen Baldwin on the phone? Uh, it's Billy Baldwin. Oh, sorry, and, and he's on no, the phone. Fucking Alec Baldwin. Who cares? They all look the fucking same. He's on the. They f- all yeah. suck. But he's on the Wait, phone with Billy her good? while they're while they're fucking, and this is like out of nowhere. Like suddenly that he's he's boning Billy Baldwin's wife, and it's just like, uh, what? Well, Billy Baldwin has been beating sure, her because sure, he's sure. suspected she's fucking. Sure, sure, us. but she's fucking Richard Gere like crying before she's yeah. on the phone. <laughs> no, 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 she's. No, she's on the phone with him while she's fucking him. Yes. I know, but not 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 initially. Like the phone rings and she answers it while they're fucking. Yes. Yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying. But she's, she's crying already. But she's crying, and then she's and then she's fucking, and then it's revealed she, while she's on the phone with him, while he's going like, "Hey, I think I'm gonna turn him into IA or whatever." She's. It's revealed she is actually currently <laughs> fucking. Why him. is she doing? Why did she answer the? What, what is? Why like, is she, she doing any of this? None of it makes any sense because the women <laughs> in this movie are total tokens who yeah. are just like there to to like exacerbate your thwarted masculinity problem. And I yeah. should point out that in this scene, because this movie is desperately trying to be sleazy a lot of the time. Uh, Richard Gere pulls her boob out yeah. while she's having this sad conversation with uh, Stephen Baldwin, Billy Baldwin, who's confessing to his crimes. And this is when you find out that Richard... Can we Richard call him Van, Van Wilder? Van Stretch. Or Van Stretch. Van Stretch. And this is when, so at this point, Richard Gere has, has heard this while fucking, and now he knows he's got to deal with uh, Van Stretch. Yeah. And so he hires a uh, a, a some one of the one of the hoods that he knows to like shoot him. Yeah. <coughs> Two of them a, actually. Van. Yeah. That's right. But the other guy he's just very, hide, he's hides actually in the very van. bad at planning this. <laughs> yeah. And then we we also forgot to do the scene where where he meets with the guy who him and his wife want Richard Gere to kill his parents right. so they can get their steal steal their parents business. Yeah. And the whole and like the, he's just like he already he automatically thinks this guy is, you know, a limp dick. Yep. And he's sitting next to the dude's wife. And I think the movie in the movie, I think the movie they, agrees says with that him. He's right. Like, yeah, the movie basically is like wrong. this guy is not fucking good enough to have this this hot babe for a wife. So Richard Gere just like while he's going like, well maybe I'll be your hitman, maybe I won't be, and I'm gonna intimidate yep. you verbally here while I've got my hand on your wife's leg, and she's totally into it because I guess I'm Richard Gere and well, she he, needs a hot dude. I think it's implied. I think it's implied. His, I think it's implied his his hand is not on her in, only on her leg. Sure, sure. Oh yeah. But I'm just saying like because he because he pulls his hand out of and you're sure. like oh, it doesn't okay. fucking matter the point is that the movie is going like well I guess because he's Richard Gere she's into it right. and this guy is some kind of loser right. it doesn't guy. make any sense oh no it's like you can have your you can make your movie about how this macho about this macho subculture of cops and how they mistreat women but you have to make the characters credible in some way well also if it was just a, if it wasn't like 
some some kind of thing that was trying to interrogate that, and it was just the thriller that it kind of if this was subtext or or if that was just a scene where that guy did that and it was like that's ridiculous but it would be like whatever it fits with the rest of the movie that's also moving ahead instead of it being like oh we're supposed to because then we're supposed to conflate the two characters together at some point we're supposed to go because even he literally says we're the same you know or whatever and you're like I mean yeah I guess you both suck there's a lot of the screenplay telling you stuff that the movie hasn't actually told you and I'm like I guess yeah Yeah, it's but then well so then I mean the it's the part that lost me. The same part where that's the elevator confrontation, where he's like, "I oh, fucked yeah. your wife," and then fucked her in the ass, and then instead, he and, then, and he starts imagining this. There's, there's a cuts. He does these yeah, flash does, cuts. Does to the, the eyes wide shut. shut scenes? Yeah, yeah. To, to him, to, to it actually happening in black and white, and you're like, "That didn't happen." It really, it literally is the same like uh, filter yeah. and black and white that in, yeah. in the it's same way diff- that it's, it's just a different angle. Yeah, like Kubrick saw this yeah. movie. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like I'm gonna put that in there. Maybe he was an avid watcher of mainstream films. I love that Infernal Affairs. I'm gonna put that in my. Cool brick. Hey. Oh, I'm from yeah. fucking Queens. <laughs> uh, but like that, because then he beats, because then he beats up, because then Richard Gere also beats him up in the elevator. Yeah. yeah. So and then and then it's like. The By the scene- way, that's that's after the scene where where he like Andy Garcia goes into his office and like kicks a chair, he like yeah. picks up a chair and throws it down, and everybody's real freaked out. It's Andy like, Garcia is becoming. Okay, a- I guess that's the last straw for everybody in the fucking L.A. department. Is he got mad one day? Yeah, he's becoming a complete rage monster, and <laughs> and this is Andy Garcia is bad in this movie, and this is the sort of role that Andy Garcia is bad. In. He's very bad, and in so it. you put Andy Garcia in this role, I'm already lost. But like his char- his character then at a certain point beats his wife in a in this public. Is, this is public. the part where I completely would just went like fuck this movie because yeah. it's I said uh, the part the, the second confrontation is the one where I was like where I was like ah, totally fuck this movie because the first scene like he goes into that restaurant and he like beats her up and it's a terrible it's a terrible scene but you're like surely she will leave him or right. like you won't see her anymore yes. because he she, pun- she's he- only she's only been presented as an intelligent woman for the most part like yeah. she has her own business and it's kind of almost like she's, she's in the art world she's she can, the breadwinner she can do her own thing right exactly kind of and you're like like i you and so but then no there's a scene where he goes home and she's there and she's upset and they and they start fighting and it turns and then they, and then they start fucking then they start fucking and you're like and that's that's the scene where i was like unacceptable where i was like absolutely fuck that, this because that's like oh right because uh what what are we but animals or something that scene also bullshit, seems really badly improv to me as do a lot of the confrontations oh, yeah. in the movie like i i was like watching the scenes where where uh, richard Gere and andy garcia are like you know what if i fucked your wife well, what if he did uh <laughs> It's totally. It totally seems badly improv. And all I could think of is Gear, who is a notorious prick in real life. Really? Oh my God! Wow. Uh, I all, Never met him. All I can imagine is him just fucking with Andy Garcia on the set the whole time, just like being a dick to him. You know? Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Richard Gear is a notorious asshole. Fascinating. <laughs> so he's kind of playing himself in this. One hundred percent. Great. Well, I, I just can't stress enough in the in the in the restroom scene, restaurants, the restaurant scene. It's in front of everybody, including the director of the film. He <laughs> punches her in the face yeah. hard. She goes yeah. down, and then he's like, ah, and he storms out of there. It's and, all, and you uh, can't come back from that. No, as a movie character, you can't. Ha- you can't no, expect right. me to like. Oh no, I hope this guy. Wins. I sure hope he. I hope he clears up this problem with Richard Gere. Yeah, now. no, I don't, I don't give a shit. Fucking care yeah. anymore. This guy, this character, as far as I'm concerned, needs to fucking die. But. 
but again, Richard Gere has done materially nothing to really motivate me. Going like this guy needs to be brought down. Right. Yeah, you know, he, he killed that I nice guess. old couple. He has he hasn't off done that. Camera. Yeah, that off happens camera. Off, again. That happens off camera. He's he's rude. He's phenomenally rude to Andy Garcia. He's clearly a bad husband, and he's yeah. in some shady real estate deals. I don't know, like. Setting up the wife-beating Billy Baldwin, I guess. I don't know. I don't really care at this point. Him, him punching out his wife. Uh, you're, you're right that that is like. But I think that you, if if that's what you do, then the movie needs to do go that way instead of mm, yeah. like. Because then it, what it does in the next the next scene. The next scene is what makes it even it, worse. Where they pull it back and she's still around, and you're like, she, like no. She if, you, if you like were gonna what, do the thing where he punches his wife out in public and he spirals into like this, you know, he becomes only a monster yeah. that he's trying to hunt or whatever. That that whole fucking idea that they're kind of... Which is uh, a cliche, but okay, I'll buy that. Right, but if you're going to do that, then fucking do it. And yeah, and end the movie with him dying and you're kind of like, man, uh, I, okay, I'm glad he died, but also conflicted, you know, and also, boy, right. maybe men are ca- cavemen and everybody's, uh, you know, if, do fucking do that, but the movie can't even fucking do that. The movie instead is like, well, you know, men and women, they got, you can't leave them, you can't live with them. Right. And you're like, she could totally and should totally Absolutely. Live, fucking leave this guy. And then it's he gotta, throws panties at her that like Richard Gere gave him and goes like these are her panties and he just believes him. Yeah. He just believes everything. He clear. just goes like Richard he goes Gere like they're clearly my wife's panties. What the fuck? You, they're, and they're how just could like, you like, new, like a new, how could you like a, how could you be expected to follow a character that is a this much of a monster and b this fucking stupid? Right. Yeah. It's just like it's too much. You can't expect me to and like it's, give it's a shit all on the surface of your rather cliched meta text, which is basically just the text. Yes. And the scene where so the the scene that makes it even worse where where he's he he has punched her in the fucking face yeah. and he shows up again when they, she, she's like waiting for him when he comes back to his place and he's like packing up he's still mad at her yep yeah. and she's going what the fuck's wrong she's like fuck you you fucked him he hit punched her in the face yeah. and she's like why are you now you're beating me up you're fucking beating me up and then, then this is the kind of bad improv and then like in, in this scene i like how it, she says no point, i would have left you before i cheated on you yes <laughs> it's like well really you should get on that you should and, and during you this, should <laughs> during this part it's like it she now. is trying to make it right with him yeah and then he's and he is going i'll kill you i'll kill you if you yeah. fuck anybody else i'll fucking kill you and she's like yeah, okay and then they make out and you're like you gotta be fucking kidding yeah, and disgusting. this is the sort of thing that could work if it's a movie about that sort of thing it, it ain't that movie though it's I mean, just fucked up I, yeah I just that, that and kind I of, hate that kind of, those kind of scenes where like they then like there's like been some violence and then they and then they fight and I'll then fuck you. or whatever that shit just doesn't work for me at all now like I think there's a I think it's from from a time where that was like it, it's like oh right this is really interrogating men and women and sexual relationships and like isn't violence power. part of that and power and stuff and it's kind of like you watch it now it's like this is such fucking horse shit yeah, right this is some fucking this is the made, this is some made up movie this shit this is right some here. made up fucking movie bullshit yeah, yeah there's no no fucking way for, and it also sucks. like for a movie that deals in, in, in some of the same ideas but is like let's just say less classic See? Eight million ways to die handles those relationships better. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I think that like I think that the, Jeff Bridges is like constantly manhandling women in a weird way in that movie. But it also at least is, it like, makes sense. Yeah, you get where this you get where characters are coming from. And yeah. this Andy Garcia's character is just an idiot and an asshole. Yeah. He's even a dick to the doctor later on who's uh, like telling yeah. him, your partner's going to be okay. And he like shoves him against the wall and he's like, tell me in English, nerd, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like, oh, got I look, I, I have Is she to, a fighter? I have to go do surgery. That's, we got to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, apparently that's another line that I did not know I, was repeated in Rushmore. I didn't Rushmore. hear that. It's from Rushmore, yeah. No, it's from, oh, uh, from Royal, Royal Tenenbaums. Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, or, yeah Royal Tenenbaums, sorry. There's a scene, uh, there's a scene where Lori- Seymour Cassell is the fake doctor. Yeah, yeah. Lori Metcalf gets, uh, gets shot. 
Which is terrible they, because when Laurie Metcalf exits the movie, like as if you were, if you were even still yeah, remotely interested yeah. in what was happening, now you're not. She's like, I mean, yeah, we've talked about it a lot, but she's the only like, she's like the bright shining center of this movie for yeah. me. Because whenever she's on screen, I'm like, ah, oh, and she's great. She's, she's really having, good. she's like, she's she, her, she's her credible her as a character. Yeah, her, you believe her as a cop. Uh-huh. I'm like, she's I'm at, like, a, she's she's at a different only, speed too than Laurie Metcalf yeah. is often at. She's doing a different thing. She's and it's great. Yeah, there's a part earlier in the movie when they have that. She's carrying herself in this sort of sort of. Masculine right. way, yeah, which absolutely. is really a good performance from her. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Great. There's an earlier part earlier where I thought she was going to get killed during that like oh, uh, yeah. shootout at the warehouse scene where they the long thing where the cop where the SWAT where they team do kill Michael up. Beach. They uh, they do kill Michael Beach. Yeah, yeah. And apparently in that scene, uh, there's okay. So Andy I thought she was going to die. Runs there. out and he's like holding his badge out yeah, in yeah. front of him, going police officer, yeah, police officer. The SWAT team starts shooting, team at starts shooting at him, and I'm like. Is that because they're dumb or because Richard Gere has told them to shoot Andy Garcia? I think it's because Richard Gere told them That's to shoot Andy how Garcia. How does this guy have the entire <laughs> fucking force in his pocket? I don't know, but that's... It could be interesting. It's, I, I know. It would be nice if, is, they sold, if they told me any of that information. This is all yeah, stuff exactly. that could be good in, an, in a better in a movie that is completely different from this movie. Yeah. And, and honestly, up, even up to that point, it's like the movie could still investigate that, but then it goes off the rails by being this thing where Andy Garcia thinks that Richard Gere fucked his wife, and then that's all the movie is about, <sighs> except then you know she gets shot because Richard Gere kills the people whose parents he killed. Yeah, Richard Gere kills uh, not, so not before the guy shoots him in the foot by accident. The guy shoots him in the foot on accident. He kills so that's a many funny people. scene too because he's like, "That's my foot." Also, that scene is also that scene is another scene where where it's like uh, the whole point of it is um, masculinity being humiliated mm-hmm. and like immediately the man shows up and Richard Gere's fucking his wife. Yeah. And then he goes like, he goes like, you're mad, right? You're mad, right? And the guy's like, yeah, I'm going to kill you. And he's pointing a gun at his okay, wife. Go ahead and and do it. But he's pointing a gun at his wife and you go like, you're mad at her? Yeah. Like, I mean, you should, I guess you should be mad at everybody in this situation, but like the, what about the, what about this guy? Don't you, uh, do you hate him more? Oh, I know. Cause the movie hates women. I right. forgot. It Sorry. Really... Sorry. I forgot what movie I was watching. It's the movie where Annabella Shiora is, great in the few scenes she's in and one of them is where she's being uh, roughed up by Richard Gere while she's trying to take a bath. In the bathtub. Yeah. It's, it's just, just like unpleasant. Again, and that bathtub scene happens after so many women have been hit and you're just sort of like I can't fucking stop it. <laughs> it's yeah. just this movie is like this is what at the point is because it's a little towards the end and but you're it's just not like even, yeah. fucking stop it with the scenes where women are being hurt. That's, that's, that's not even a movie's this. project. But it's not I, I don't even it. think that yeah. that's I don't even think that the women being hit is something that the movie is like investigating is that the men are like that it's just something that like it's like in this world this is how it is or whatever yeah. and it's not I've seen is it, shows in, that I've bad seen, I've seen shows and movies where they do that I've watched The Sopranos like five or six times and that that happens a lot and you but it's like it's like part of the this this it just seems like that like it's like yeah this is what it's like this is what men and women are like it almost feels yeah. like this is what the people who made the movie how their relationships are the movie is already <laughs> you know? signified yeah. that it doesn't care about this sort of stuff yeah. and then it keeps doling it out it keeps acting obnoxious. as if it's set, got something to say about this yes. but it actually doesn't anyway yeah. the one interesting it makes, character it makes gets the shot. training day look like by the end it makes oh, training yeah. day look like the wire oh my god it's <laughs> like, this, this <laughs> yeah. movie's like the dictionary definition of pretentious yes it's it's but in it a, but it, yeah yeah uh, but anyways uh <laughs> but i i we, we were talking about it earlier but the, the by the end richard Gere has like kind of lost his tether of protection from the police and everyone's after him and he's just on a, mur- a kill crazy yeah. murder rampage well, he and he can't shoots, be stopped he like jumps out of some boxes and shoots <laughs> Lori Lori yeah. he's a for some he's reason a, he's like he's like yeah. fucking freddie or jason yeah. he's, he could have just a monster he could have just stayed hidden there they probably wouldn't have found him right then 
or he could have snuck away. And there's like it's like this weird. Th- she knows he's there because she sees his stupid fancy car. Yeah, and then like and he shoots her. Her scene where she gets shot is very good too. The way she, I don't know, she's she's just really good in this. Yeah, in the, the, in the, in the ambulance and well, stuff. Just, yeah, or the ambulance. But yeah, even before that though, where she's laying, and she's like, oh no, oh, like the way she's acting about getting shot. It's like she actually thought about, like, what would it be like if I got shot? And not like movie people where they go like, ah, ooh, ee, ooch. You know, she's like like really doing some stuff where you're like, ah, I feel like she kind of maybe got shot or yeah. whatever. I don't know. Anyway, just... Just, oh, I just want to point out what I just want to point out what I do like about this movie, which is Laurie Metcalf and like a lot of the L.A. like a Looks lot of the L.A. Yeah. yeah, it's not like a bad this, this movie. and Eight Million Ways to Die both have like kind of like good L.A. like travel log where mm-hmm. it's like different. It's like places of in Dead LA again too has a lot of L.A. stuff. Yeah, yeah, they all, all all these have like where you go like oh I wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily think to, to that this would yeah. take place in this this scene or this. We, we also forgot to mention but, that Dennis, uh, Richard Gere's character is so powerful that not only does he command the SWAT team, but he can get an aerial aerial unit with a sniper to kill a witness. Yeah, right. Jesus th- another thing that happens inexplicably in this yeah. stupid movie. Uh, oh, anyway. but, the, but the last like 20, 30 minutes is just gear rampage. And then it turns into fatal attraction at the end. Well, this is this is how fucked up the movie has been. Is so there's the part at the end where Richard Gere basically, how you know what's gonna happen? He breaks in. And he's like yeah. intimidating Nancy Travis, yeah. and he's like, "Now we're gonna have our final showdown and this kind of triangle thing that we've got going." And Andy Garcia is like peering in at at Richard Gere, who has a gun, and he's going like, "Come on over here, Nancy Travis. Take my boot off." And you see. Um, Andy Garcia watching this whole thing, and you, and I'm thinking, is Andy Garcia gonna kill Nancy Travis because he's so <laughs> yeah. jealous? He's been such a fucked up character that you're kind of like, it could that could happen. Well, also, he's so dumb yeah. that he might go like, ooh, she is with him after, even though he's got a gun. Also, that's the way. That's the way in the in the reality of this movie, and apparently in the minds of the men who made this movie, that that's the way. That's the way men are. Well, well, yeah. If your wife is if your wife is cheating on someone, you're you should be pissed. You You should be pissed at her. You You should kill her. her. (laughs) She's the one who's she's the one who's the uh, the ultimately the you should kill. You you probably shouldn't kill anybody if that's in in that situation. But definitely, if you're gonna, you should kill your wife. Yeah. That's, what, that's, that's the way men the, and women are, man. That's how the movie. Fe- I, that's how the movie feels to me. This whole last section, it feels like it goes on forever before it like ends. Also, it has a hilarious thing that I hadn't, I hadn't thought about too much until I was watching this. But like, in movies, always people go into. I don't know. Have you guys ever done this where where you go into the bathroom and you turn on the shower for a long like, and then go do a bunch of others? Because Nancy Travis goes into the bathroom, turns on the shower. It happens in movies all the time. And then, like, she is, she's not even... And, she, and then she goes back into, like, the other room, and then she's, like, looking in the mirror, and she's gonna start getting undressed. And you're like, I, I usually just get, turn, you know, get it in the shower and turn... I'm like, it's all kind of at the same time. I usually time. wait, like, 40 seconds to wait the water. Gotta get up. that water. But you, you don't, like... You, I don't, like, go out and, like, cook that's breakfast. That's what I'm saying. But that's what happens in movies all <laughs> right. the time. It's just fun. Anyway, it's just something I noticed in this, too, because it, it's obviously it's a setup for, like, you know, then it's gonna get steamy. Although it doesn't really, but then also like there's going to be Richard Gere in here. I don't know. Yeah, it's just a waste. It's wasteful. But Andy Garcia shows up, and and to to my amazement and surprise, doesn't kill his wife, and instead does kill the guy who is intimidating Eventually. her. Eventually, he he like shoots him, and, and Richard Gere he like after wants they have a whole two sides of the same coin fucking discussion. You and I we're not so different, uh, or whatever. You're like, oh, okay. And, uh, and yeah, and, and Richard Gere's like trying to, he's pulling out a gun. It's like, you're not going to take me in. You're going to have to kill me. I'm going to take gonna, me alive. Come on. I'm going to suicide by cop, uh, sort of thing. And, uh, and he's saying, and he continues to say mean things because he's, he's shot, uh, um, Roseanne's sister, Lori Metcalf. Thank you. <laughs> and and, he's, and so he's now saying mean things to try to get him to kill her. And he goes, sorry about the dyke, Raymond. Cute little ass. 
And then, of course, Andy Garcia's like, ooh, biting his knuckles. (laughs) He goes, you're so easy. You're covered in buttons. I push (laughs) them. I mean, he's he's completely right. I mean, it's one big button, but still. And then, uh, and then at a certain the, point, he needs to push the end movie button. At yeah. this point, then the stop his, button. At a certain point, he goes into <laughs> soliloquy. His death scene is very long, and he goes into like soliloquy about how he loves children. Yeah, <laughs> He's yeah. Like Scarface. It's really, it seemed really disingenuous. I wonder if we were supposed to take it seriously. It's, we're well, just hearing about it now because he, well, because he loves, because he has a lot of kids. Yeah, he and he's he, like, he, don't he, ever have kids. It ruins you, your life. You do see him with kids. Well, he also points out that like he, he points out to Andy Garcia like you don't understand where I'm coming from yeah, because yeah. you don't have kids, and you kind of go like, but like, where are you coming from? Right. And what are you doing? I like, have to do all these is crimes it, are you, for my Is kids? he trying to suggest that yeah, he's trying got to support his family, so that's why he's doing this? Because that doesn't really reflect the person that we've seen. Until no. you explained what the scam was in this movie, I like had watched the whole movie and hadn't even thought. I just right. I just assumed oh, it's drugs or something. And you're like, no, it's actually this whole thing. I'm like, that's so boring. Yeah, it's this what whole thing f- where Billy Baldwin's wife set him up with these bad mortgages, these cheap fake mortgages, so he could buy houses for his definite for his multiple <sighs> then, wives. Then why even introduce the fact of cops being on drugs if you're not going to have that be the thing? I don't know, man. It's in your, like in your fucking in your fucking I trashy. I movie. just wonder why why he how he manages like. What that has to do with him having magical powers that control the entire Los Angeles <laughs> right? Police Department? He got them all mansions apparently <laughs> yeah. through this scheme. You uh, don't understand what it's like to have kids. I had to kill an elderly couple and then fuck a <laughs> guy's wife in front of him and then kill both of them for my children. <laughs> to you don't that's what being a man is. Weird. That is uh, that family. is that's very Nick Pizzolatto, but it's like worse. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't. Say, it, it's it's more like just that it remind that this very much like tread in that same oh, air, yeah. arena. Of, very true detective season two. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, true, a lot of true Which detective like. season one too. The way that the way that they handle the uh, what's her name? Uh, oh, the Alexander Daddario character. In well, that? her, but his wife. Oh yeah, yeah, is yeah. Like real lame. For uh, for a lot of or for all the good qualities of that show, that was like I was like, oh, this show is actually pretty intelligent about this kind of stuff, and then it's like, oh no, but actually it's just it's about just how like stupid. the one guy fucked the other guy's I wife, can't and, believe now, you, and then you she's and me. then she's a mad wife. You know, like, okay, yeah. cool, well, great. You, <laughs> Poor you, Michelle Monaghan. You tricked me again. into fucking you to get even with uh, Woody Harrison. Goddamn it, yeah. you took advantage of me. I, yeah. I didn't have to put my dick in you, but I did, and it's your fault. Yep, <laughs> it's your fault, baby. I yep. still say that whole first season of that show should have just been old McConaughey. Narrating the entire story, doing it with the beer can. <laughs> it should be the whole thing. Should be him drinking those beers. Uh, I mean, the rest of every it's good, season but should, it the... should be like the storyteller. You know that old yeah, yeah, like with John Hurt. But it'll be, but it'd be him, and he would pull out his little tin can, yeah. and then it would, then it would go into the, then it would maybe go into the episode, but then it would always come back to him going like, and then they walked off down the lane. Yeah. The yeah. End. I don't want to, I don't want to get into a whole digression about about the merits of True Detective, but it always, <laughs> it always stunned me during that first, that first really popular season that bu- the busted out. You know, with McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, which is probably the best one. Yes. But uh, but when it started, people were like, "This show is so fucking good," and I was like, "No, nah, it's all right. It's pretty. It's pretty interesting. I'm it's enjoying good. it. It's good." Um, and then it gets to the end of like the third episode, and it's before the big the big shootout, like mm-hmm. Warner. But it's it's that scene. He's doing the beer can shit, and he started to really get into that shtick, and he does that whole soliloquy at the end of the episode. It's like, it's just a dream that you had. About being a person, and there's a monster out there. I was like, okay, I love this shit. Yeah, <laughs> like when it when it started to get stupid, that's when I got really excited about it. It's great. And then so when season two came out, and people were like, this is stupid. I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. Why did you guys like the first season? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought we all liked it because it was stupid. <laughs> like the scene. In, like there's nothing as good in, as in the season two, and he's like watching Friends with his crappy son, 
<laughs> or like when he leaves at the very end when he leaves because they leave the voicemail messages to him to like Colin Farrell leaves voicemail messages to his son in that season because he they don't get along and he like because his son's re- a load because his son's a load <laughs> and he thinks it's he thinks he's been cucked and it's not really his boy and he like leaves a whole voicemail for him he's like sometimes you think there's an end to the pain you can accept as a man but there isn't one <laughs> and then he like leaves it and like after he gets killed at the end of the season you just see that it doesn't send properly to his son <laughs> oh yeah chadvelcoro at gmail.com alright uh, that's fun whatever the, the reason end. people don't like the second season and the third season as much as the first one is there isn't a drunk guy talking no, to cops absolutely it is infinitely it is infinitely entertaining that this guy is getting hammered while Saturday, talking to the cops Saturday's my days off and I'm a days off like well, that and, and Matthew McConaughey is probably drunk in those scenes <laughs> he looks and seems so it's perfect oh yeah oh, I mean man. that first season is all for me it's all and nothing's it's all, close to that it's yeah. all Woody and and absolutely. Matthew McConaughey like they are so they're they, they're like good in it and like I could give a shit about the Yellow King or whatever. None of that shit matters. Yeah, fucking like, cares. Like the the it's just those guys in their scenes together are both really good, and McConaughey is just out there doing a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And McConaughey like leaves that I think like some like a little past half the halfway mark in this season. He's like, "All right, cops, you got enough out of me. I'm out of here." And you're like, "No, you get your ass back in that room <laughs> and get another six pack and talk to those Man. cops while it drunk." Can't, it can't compare to Vince Vaughn doing his fucking David Mamet shtick in season two. <laughs> that is unbelievable garbage. Well, anyway. Anyway, uh, back to uh, the length this of this digression movie. is about how long it takes Richard Gere to die at the end of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, His last line is longer than when Trinity he's, dies he's, in and, Matrix Three. And it's what he's shot, and he goes on this long, uh, this long. He looks this long villain soliloquy, and then and then it's Andy Garcia has to shoot him again, so he shuts the <laughs> fuck up. His last line is he yells at him, "You selfish yuppie." <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> Which I think was supposed to be maybe an, an acknowledgement of Richard Gere's persona. This because he usually played yuppie characters. I guess movies. when that when. when when that when know. that scene ended, I was like, "Oh wait, this is like unlawful entry, but way way worse." Oh yeah, yeah. Like unlawful entry is like a lot of fun. things, but way way worse. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just didn't really realize that it was trying to do anything like that. At yeah. the very end, it is. Anyway. He starts saying stuff that is supposed to be like, "You're like, was this a thing that, that this movie was about? You should have put that in the movie." Yeah, because yeah. anyway, it's not. It does end though. Eventually, finally it sure over. does end. And him and Nancy Travis, I guess, will have to at least clean those sheets because there's blood all over them. Ugh. Here's the here's the scene uh, where they're t- where uh, Andy Garcia is talking to Nancy Travis about the brush. Oh yeah, because it's like a metaphor about dicks and paintbrushes. Yeah, <laughs> and this movie like takes it, itself like seriously. You do. Like you do, but he goes, but she, she, he goes, uh, she, he's talking about this new brush, and he thinks that they're all talking metaphors or whatever. And she goes, "You're a good painter when you paint." And he goes, "I guess I need to buy a sable brush." And she goes, "Yours is fine when you dip it." Yeah, Blue. <laughs> they're talking about his dick, by the way. They're talking about his dick. That's unpleasant. Uh, and this is just <laughs> they another, shouldn't be married. And this is just another piece of the uh, weird hard-boiled dialogue that uh, that the movie has in it sometimes, uh, where this is where I think where Richard Gere is talking to one of the people who works with him somehow, one of the mafia guys that work with him. He goes, "Your cops are all boneheads. They're in the toilet doing flute recitals, powdering their noses. Get it?" <laughs> No, I don't get it. Flute recitals. Yeah, I need more meta- uh, more metaphors for cocaine. Capiche? Uh, yeah, everything. But capiche. Whatever. Uh, ratings. One and a half. Yeah. Juds. I probably should go lower. I'm trying to think of some nice things to say about it mm. beyond like nice location photography and Laurie Metcalf. Laurie Metcalf. Good looking movie. Yeah, good looking. Yeah, actually, movie. not bad looking. Music sucked. Fuck you, Mike Figgis. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, 
three Douglases. It's just generally sleazy. There's boobs. It is. Shit. It's just yeah. like a sleazy movie. That's the that's like maybe the only thing it does successfully is skeeve you out. Kind of, but yeah, it, it it's it certainly becomes unpleasant. But yeah. I don't know if it's totally in a in in, in a way in a productive in a way, way or in a way that it thinks it's being unpleasant. Like yeah. I think some of those scenes between men and women in here are supposed to be like like intense. It's supposed to be us going mm-hmm, nodding right. along with yep, that's relationships for you almost. But like boy, things get intense sometimes. Yeah, and erotic, but instead it's like yuck. No. Yeah. Jeez. And so I'm gonna give it. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. I don't know, man. I'm gonna give it. <laughs> wow. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna give you gotta it. Get there. I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Uh, ten out of ten charges of excessive force that nobody seems to be able to pin on Billy Baldwin. <laughs> yeah, there you Can't go. Can't pin anything on anybody. A guy, a guy who in his interviews with IA seems like he is on cocaine yeah. and drunk at the same and time. And then he goes, "I'm on cocaine." He like shows up to he shows up, he's like guy he's he just looks strung out the whole time in a way that you could be like we you probably shouldn't be on duty because you are strung out. He sits down with drugs. IA and within he's less like, than a sixty seconds N-words. he says the N word. Yeah. And how do you how can you fail this? He's got it's funny like, too we, because we, all, like, we, we got nothing out of him. He just admitted he beats his wife repeatedly. He's dropped the N word. He's on drugs. What can we do? It's well, really funny. I mean, well, in, I mean, in that a, he's scene, a cop. You can't. I mean, you maybe can't get him on that stuff. But that's not the point of the movie. In that's that like scene, the rest of us. They've talked about how he needs to like get into a program that he's got a de- drug dependency, and he's like, it's not a big deal. Then they talked about how he beats his wife. They've talked about his excessive force calls, and then he drops the N word, yeah. and it's like needle scratch on the soundtrack. The other two characters in the room like look at each other, like, "Did he just say that?" Jesus, he is really failing he's this really interview. Not doing a good job. He's doing a terrible job at what this. You got? But what can we do? Uh, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna give it one. Okay. Eh, fuck it. I, it is a good looking movie, and uh, what's her face is <laughs> very good in it. But it, I fucking hated it. it yeah. It's just that kind of movie where I you're feel like, really vindicated about this because it's like, like I said, it's got a really good reputation. I've, I've always hated. I've always hated it, so I feel good. Yeah, it, I think this movie <laughs> is worthy of contempt because, I mean, it's just at that moment where. <sighs> where he punches uh, Nancy Travis in the face at that restaurant. It's like, I I was maybe kind of like, this is fine, I can get through this, and then that happened. And it was just like, it's just instantaneous. Fuck this. Like, this is fucking bull. And then it gets worse from there. It's like, really, it's this is a movie worth hating. Like, I'll put it out there. Well, check this movie out if you feel like hating a movie, because I think you should. (laughs) I think it deserves it. It Uh, hates you. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna give it uh, three Douglases. It is uh, it, uh, forcing the sleaziness in some cases where you're just like, we needed to get sleaze in there. So okay, he just pulls out that lady's boob while he's writing her. That scene, plus, that scene is hilarious because she's it's giving this like exposition. It's like this weird sex position scene almost mm-hmm. where it's like, why did it? Why did it would, have to would be this, this way? Would this have happened this way? This is a, not a realistic movie per se, but this is the most unrealistic part where she's <laughs> crying and she answers the phone and goes, uh-huh, yeah, while she's fucking the guy that her uh, husband is talking uh, about on the phone. I'm so yeah. sad and, uh, and then gr- coming. And then gratuitous nudity. Ugh, gross. Uh, and I'm going to give it uh, one Billy Baldwin chokehold because yeah. <laughs> there's a funny scene where, where Richard Gere has hired this guy to kill Billy Baldwin, yeah. and then he sh- then the guy shoots Billy Baldwin with a shotgun, and, and Richard Gere's like, I can only assume he's dead, and he's like waiting for the cops to show up. But he shoots that guy, too. Yeah, yeah. he shoots that guy, too, Make, and he's like... Making it look like, in a way that makes it look like 
what happened it's, is that it's he, a really bad setup because he, he makes it look like he staged the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> like it's weird. But everybody is like owes him a favor, so he'll get away with it's it. It's funny too because the guy shoots Billy Baldwin, then he shoots the hitman. Yeah. yeah. Then uh, <laughs> then he realizes Billy Baldwin's not dead. Then the second guy in the car drives off in the van. He fires a few shots in that direction, <laughs> and then he decides that finally finish off Billy Baldwin just as the cops are showing up. It's amazing. It's really foobar. Yeah. He also finishes him off in a hilarious way, like the chokehold you said, because he it is like a thing where you're like, you could do, he could just stand on his head. Right. The way he's the way yeah, he yeah. is on the ground, you're like, he could just stand on his head and and he would die. But he like picks him up and holds him and like cradles him and then gives him a chokehold. You're like, why? Hey man, we're being they're being men together in their last moments. Are they? And this is and this is just another part, another uh, aspect of how the movie miscalibrates this character because Richard Gere is like, he's like crying afterwards too. He's like, hey, I got to do what I got to do for my children, but I'm sad that this that I had to do this because I loved this guy. And you're like, fuck. But this guy was a liability. I couldn't get him. Like I got I got future ex wives to give mansions to. It's. I think there's Which actually is, like a Simpsons joke that's kind of like this. I, I can't remember specifically what, what one, but it reminded me of the timing of a Simpsons joke where he kills Billy Baldwin at first, and Billy Baldwin's dead, and he's like, I'm sad that I had to do this, and Billy Baldwin's like, I'm still alive, and he's like, ah, kill, kill him again. <laughs> and then, I'm so sad that I had to do this. He's <laughs> like, shut the, shut the fuck up. Bang. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to make it. Oh, stop talking crazy. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, you. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Me. your turn. And me. Uh, I'm going to also go one and a half. I was almost about to, to two because I did, like, that guy did, it was that movie, like, up to a point. I'm like, I'm with this. This is fine. And then it is that point where it, point of no return. Plus, the movie just loses any kind of thread of anything by yeah, that, at that really point. You're like, what is this movie? It's like that thing where you, you're watching this, this police thriller, sort of, and you're like, uh, what? This is what it's about now? Okay. This sucks. So one, I'm going to go one and a half. Uh yeah, three three Douglases. It's it gets it gets a little sleazy, and it's Ooh. it's just sort of gross. And eight, I'm gonna go eight fucking kids. <laughs> eight kids. <laughs> eight kids. He loves kids. Eight of them. Fuck. Right. Now that's the best we've got. <laughs> at least the next movie is more like pleasant and fun. I like this two. one. Yeah, I enjoyed it. This is <laughs> I saw this in the theater. I've I've always liked this it. This movie is. I thought this was really fun. I was. I didn't know what to expect. Uh, Had you at, seen it before? At all? No. And I I knew that Kenneth Branagh directed. It, I knew who was in it, and that was it. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know the plot or anything even, and so I thought it was really fun. It's more like just like a great like. Sort of Hitchcock knockoff. Yeah, you like know? Hitchcock in like a yeah, it's just like fun mystery novel or yeah. something. Like I don't know. I found this one like enjoyable e- even. Even with Kenneth Branagh's American accent going on, oh boy, we'll a lot of, but he's, it's, it's dead again. I loved my wife forever, and of course forever. All right, but you still killed her, didn't you? A crime from the past has obsessed her. That was Roman Strauss. That was his wife, Margaret. He stabbed her in the throat with a lovely pair of barber scissors. For whatever reason, these events are consuming her. A stranger. Ah, uh, my church has found her. Why are you helping me? I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I feel sorry for you. Maybe I like you. How far back are you? 1948. Hypnosis can take us back to our past lives. You expect me just to run with that? There's a lot more people on this planet who believe in past lives than don't. What do you see? Mr. Strauss? Mike, someone wants to kill me. Dead again. Dead again. Written by the very the very talented Scott Frank, who we've yeah. mentioned already. Uh, yeah. 
And uh, yeah, I've, it has like a cool, intricate, like sort of mysterious plot. It's very like sort of lush and romantic when it wants to be. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Branagh's directing style Kenneth is Branagh. surprisingly dorky yeah. and weird. <laughs> and his character is dorky and weird. And this movie like is the opposite of Internal Affairs, where Internal Affairs, I was like, maybe this is something, and then completely lost me by the end. And this one was like, what the fuck is this? And then completely won me it over by the end. Yeah. Because it's, it really gets goofy and ridiculous in a great way. Yeah. It's a real pot boiler yeah. kind of thing. It like, knows what it is. It's a, it's like, and it's heightened. It's, Let's just it's, do the it's thing. It's heightened just enough, you know, to where it's like, we know what kind of movie we're making here. Yes. Yeah. You know? And and, and and they do and he does they're like everybody involved is like like this from the screenplay up to the directors to like the acting is all like pitched at this this level of like all right I know what kind of movie we're watching mm-hmm. we're watching like a Hitchcock movie <laughs> it opens with that really that like <laughs> this is pretty this is okay I'm a, I, like you're I, like ten minutes in or something I'm like okay I'm in for a good time as opposed to right some of these other ones where you're like Whoa. even eight million ways to die which ends up being like fun to watch in a way is like. Uh, is this movie interrogating something? Uh, Am I right. supposed to learn something? <laughs> is this about man or masculinity right. or a thing? And Dead Again is like, this is about this mystery of who killed this lady. <laughs> and you're like, yay! <laughs> we obviously don't believe any of the shit that's happening in this movie, and who cares? I love how it, it just opens with like the montage of all the newspaper clippings. Yeah. And the, 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 I think it's Jerry Goldsmith did the music, I forget. Yeah. But it's like, there's really good, like, you know, mm-hmm. sort of Bernard Herman esque, like. Oh, yeah, it's a big score. Score, and it's like showing all the newspaper clippings, <laughs> and then it has that scene where the very first scene where Andy Garcia meets Kenneth Branagh in prison, and he's going to be executed, and all this yeah. stuff. And it's just like, oh, man, this is like a refreshing. Yeah, like nice fun movie. I mean, I watched this one first out of them, but like thinking back on it, it's like, oh, this was a joy. Yeah. I like kind of put it in, going, I don't know anything about this, and we'll see. But it's generally well regarded. Mm-hmm. But again, so is internal effects. Yeah, I think a lot of people <laughs> like this movie. Um, this is one that's c- come up before. I think people mentioned. People like, have are you guys going to do Dead Again? And so, hey, here we are doing Dead Again, yeah. and we liked it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. So I yeah. guess it's we, I guess it's okay. So it's about uh, kind of the Brown plays Roman, who's a famous uh, conductor mm-hmm. or yeah, he composer. Plays, they, he plays two people. He reminded me. In, <laughs> they in both played this two section yeah. of the movie. The par- big parts of this side of the movie, the history the part, black and white, black scenes. and white stuff, reminded me of Unfaithfully Yours, which is oh, my yeah. favorite oh, Preston yeah, Sturges totally. movie. Yeah, yeah. There's even these shots of him con- like frantically conducting the orchestra. Yeah, that yeah. are just like Rex Harrison in that movie. <laughs> my favorite Preston Sturges movie. If you haven't seen Unfaithfully Yours, oh, you yeah, have to see it. You have to see it. Crazy movie. So good. That's a movie that fu- that's a movie that that tricked me. I was like, oh I'm watching a com- I'm watching a comedy, and then it, I was like, what the fuck did that just happen? And then it didn't. And I'm like, oh shit! And then I was and Boy, then it was even better. After people yeah. did not like that movie when it came out. No, they didn't. No. It's so good. It's I think it's it's my favorite Preston Sturges. Absolutely, movie, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, anyway, but he has that run of competition. He has, he has that run of great. It's not like there are other ones that are bad. Right. Oh, it's no, just not, like not it's really. just like that one is by far my favorite. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> So he's on death row for murdering his wife, uh, Margaret, played by Emma Thompson, with a pair of scissors. With a pair of scissors. Scissors. You, you see, you see scissors quite a bit. It's in this a motif. Movie. And and he's encountered, and you know, in his last on his last night by by reporter Gray Davis, played by the wonderful Andy Garcia. Gray Davis, the governor, former governor of California. <laughs> Is that his name, Gray Davis? I believe so. Is Gray it? Davis. <laughs> we gra- must. It's we gray, must. It's Gray something. No, is yeah. that the name of the character in this? It's Gray something. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gray Davis is definitely the guy. Yeah, yeah. I thought maybe that's what I'm getting. I thought his name was Gray something. It's, in this it's movie. definitely Gray something. Uh, it's Andy Garcia. It could be. It's, gray. Andy, it's Andy Garcia doing an implacable accent, which I enjoy. Yeah, and 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 <laughs> as he, a, he is bad. In as this, evidently though. a hard-boiled reporter. Yeah, he he. Is, don't worry, Andy Garcia is bad. He's doing he's doing an accent in this. It's okay. It's Gray Baker. Gray Baker. Okay, sorry. 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they because be they keep saying Mr. Baker, mm-hmm. Mr. Baker, Mr. Baker. He's kind of an alcoholic, uh, smooth alcoholic journalist, yeah. smoker type. Uh, the, the fact that he, he smokes cigarettes comes smoking. back into play delightfully later on in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and he's basically he's like inter- he's asking he's asking Roman like, did you really do it? Did you kill her? You know all this stuff. And he's being very uh, coy about the whole thing. And he's mm-hmm. like, I don't fear death. You know, death is only this other thing. It's you know, I will see her again. I'll see in her again thing. in another life or whatever. And then and he, and he, and he, he like leans whispers in. something. He whispers yeah. something to Andy Garcia. But we don't hear what it is. And then presumably is going to be led off to to his being his execution. But then it turns out this is like a dream sequence because he is, as he's walking down the hall, he's pocketed this pair of scissors because he was getting a haircut and he sees Emma Thompson at the end of the hallway who's supposed to be dead and this then he goes murdered wife. These are for you and stabs her and then Emma Thompson wakes up in a cold sweat and it was all her nightmare. It's, yeah, it's color and she's and it's, it's color. Na- and it's now and she's in a yeah. a convent or whatever, yeah, right? It's like a and convent. she's like and she's and they've they've taken her, but she's somebody that they found who had amnesia yeah. and, and she, she can't talk. And can't she talk can't, and she can't talk and she doesn't and she 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 just keeps waking up screaming. All she the, can do is wake up screaming. Yeah. And the and the priest that runs the place is like, You gotta get her out of here. We <laughs> can't afford uh, I, this is this is it. just like completely immaterial to the movie, but I did think it was funny that this like guy who runs the convent <laughs> cardinal or whatever the fuck sure. is like, We don't we can't afford to have this lady here and you're like, It's a giant mansion that you all live in tax free and it's, and it's an she orphanage can, and she can stay and eat your fucking oats or whatever you people eat and it's the it's the it's it's been converted to this but it's the mansion yeah it is her mansion where the murder took place yeah yeah so, uh, so we've had an establishment Emma Thompson's going to be some, playing two different characters. They can that. find some room for her. But but the, yeah. the, the put her priest, put her in a put her in a room that's I guess far away from people. It's weird. But the the head priest guy is like, well, at least we can find someone to like help her. After after baby Julianne Moore, the nun, who's not really Julianne Moore, but looks like her <laughs> sure like, looks like distant Julianne cousin. Moore. I know, I was like I was like, Oh man, is that baby Julianne Moore? It sure isn't, but it she, she sure like sounds her. and acts like her. I think it's she might Moulian be Jure. I think she might be in Sister Act. Moulian Jour. It's not the same girl from Sister Act. It certainly looked like her too. No. Anyway, <laughs> she looks like lots of people. Lots of women. Anyway, so they they and they're like, well, we'll we'll get this. We'll hire this private detective who grew up in the orphanage here, and his name is Mike Church. He like basically owes the he owes the the priest one. Yeah. He owes and the priest a good one. And, and this one, this Kenneth is what it's Branagh. Gonna be. It's Kenneth Branagh with a with a bad haircut and a worse American Hello. accent. I am definitely from America. America. You know, you know, I America. enjoyed him in this though because he's like he's got this he's doing this real high energy thing, and mm. it made me laugh, and I enjoyed his. Like, he's supposed to be kind of. Of a huckster. Yeah, he's he's also playing at, at a very likable pitch too. Yeah. he's like I'm the kind. I'm a guy just like you. You know, I'm just trying to go through my life and do my things. I'm not a bad guy. I'm friendly enough. Yeah. I'm yeah. certainly American. There's no doubt about I'm, that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> him, it's him and uh, him and Ewan when they play these these roles with American yeah. accents. Like you and you and Gregor can do the same thing where it's like if his role is pitched at the right level, it's and okay. He's doing a bad accent or whatever. I like it because you're like, you know what? I like this guy or whatever. But if it's the try anything else you're like no you fucked you fucked right. up like it doesn't work like it might work in birds of prey but it doesn't work yeah, exactly. in you know what i mean it yeah. Worked, yeah totally yeah in birds of prey yeah i love him in that he's and fun. you're kind of like i don't know what kind of accent he's trying to do but he's he's a blast to watch in that movie so you're like sure sure whatever yeah. do, do your thing you and but then in you know i don't know anything else other you know uh, black hawk down you're like stop it yeah when he's talking about trying to make coffee and black hawk yeah. down it's like you do not sound credible at all no <laughs> stop Grimes, you gotta make my coffee. Grimes, gotta make some coffee, right? Just like uh, just like us Americans, just like Americans do. make their coffee. Good old fashioned American coffee. They call it coffee in America. <laughs> I'm gonna put some cream in my coffee because that's how we Americans do it. Out here in Mogadishu. <laughs> Good movie though. 
Yeah, great movie. Uh, anyway, <laughs> too violent. Mm. We don't need all this. We violence. don't need all that. Yeah. So okay, Bad he <laughs> he's gonna try to figure out where where uh, uh, I keep wanting to say Emma Watson Emma comes Thompson. from. Emma Thompson comes from. Yeah, they basically give her to him. They're like, it's yours <laughs> yeah. now. Well, he's gonna take. He take. He tries to take her to a place like to get a room, and it's like skeevy. And she, or yeah. is it the hospital? Oh, yeah. or? That's no, he really actually funny. does try to check her into a place, and he's like skeeved out by the place, and like yeah. it's like, like the loony bin from Amadeus or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> There's like people in baskets going he's, like. Rah! He's basically like, we gotta take her somewhere. We gotta else take her to the some. Jacob's Ladder Hospital. So he to, yeah. So he's like, well, we can't take her there, and then he takes her home, and Wayne Knight, who keeps who also pops up uh, delightfully. This movie's got Wayne Knight and motherfucking Robin Williams right. in it, baby. He pops up a delightful amount of times in this movie oh, with a lisp. With a lisp. <laughs> no, he doesn't have a lisp. He has a whistle. He, he has a, a whistle. He has yeah. a tooth he, whistle, yeah. I, can't, I, couldn't, I actually was trying to do it while watching it. And I, I, yeah. But he does that. I can't do it in my speech. This, yeah. look, I gotta eat this speech. I can't fucking do it, but you get it. It's like the kid from All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth. This is a, this is a movie that actually does follow that, that Demi uh, Corman rule mm-hmm. where it's like even in the small roles cast somebody yeah. kind yeah. of shit because everyone's and, and, a and they were able to which is great because like Robin Williams is a he's a very he's, he's really like good a, in this he's like a tertiary character and he's <laughs> fucking great and he, and he like the way he talks he's like he's like you're like man Robin Williams with that he mouth he gets to do a couple of like stand up style jokes <laughs> too. yeah but he's great he's great as that he's a weird butcher well Ooh. he's a, he's a butcher who works at the grocery store and he, used to, and he be, used to be a psychiatrist yeah. and he was sleeping with his patients yeah and okay, that's all on the page. I was still trying to help my patients, which is great. The script well, is really good Ooh. because mm-hmm. not only do they get a guy to play this character, right. but that that guy's got a character. Yeah. yeah, like it's not just like all the all the details really plays into how he how he plays right. the, how he plays the role. So you really do feel like this guy's definitely kind of a huckster. Like he's yeah. kind of full of shit. And like I love when but he's he per- barely in the movie too, which is great. Sure. Which is that's what I'm saying is that he's like a tertiary character who pops up a few times, but he's also not integral to the the central no, plot. No. And it, and so it's so awesome when it's like, what's wrong? He's really funny too, where he's shit. like, I'm looking for I'm looking for you know whatever your character's name is, and he's like, what? Who wants to know? And he's like, well, Myron, so and so wants to know. He's like, I don't fucking know who that is. I'm I had a lot of patience. And he's like, well, this one left you eleven thousand dollars. Oh, Myron. <laughs> <laughs> Oh that's, my! That's right. a really fucking <laughs> funny scene. Yes, uh, he's great, but also, but also, you know, the whole, uh, across the board, the cast is really solid. Mm-hmm. It's got uh, J- Derek Jacoby, yeah, Derek Jacoby, as, as Hannah the, Skigala, as the psychic brother Cadfail. Uh, Hannah Skigala is the the maid who's his mother. Yeah. It turns out, and it's like that, she's, she, she's, she's, a, in, she's like, in like Fassbender. all the Fassbender she's stuff. She she's in she is Maria Braun in the Marriage of Maria Braun. Great actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's awesome. Yeah, I looked I looked her up. I'm like I've seen her in something, but also I'm like she's great. What else is she in? Yeah, she's in all these all these Fassbender movies. I love movies that I've I've seen. Yeah. And the second her character is described for any amount of time, you're like, she has something to do with the killing. Yeah. There's no reason to just talk about these characters other than, okay, I, her I, or the kid yeah. or the one that did it. I thought it was a pretty good whodunit still, though, because oh, it, yeah. it, it leaves left. I mean, even like the even like a tiny role, like uh, when Campbell Scott shows up mm-hmm. as that guy who's like, oh, honey, I found you. You're my fiance. And yeah, it yeah. turns out he's like a scammer and he like runs off. His little well, he was chase. hired by Derek. It turns but out he's he was like hired. an actor who yeah. was hired. But yeah, but I mean, but he like, uh, but Campbell Scott's, you're kind of like, he's being kind of dry and boring and then when it's revealed he's like an actor who's doing that he's like ah really funny. Woo, and he's like really funny he goes like, see ya and he like runs away yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know this movie is just like r- really fun <laughs> and it's, it's super like, fun even even once you know where it's going as yep. I've seen this like two or three times it, it's like it plays the game really really well 
And I love the juxtapositions between the two time periods. Well, the whole There's movie, always good transitions between two of the two scenes. Because the whole really movie good. is cutting back and forth because she keeps having flashbacks. She has these nightmares of like this of these these scenes, you know, of her her herself being murdered, the Emma Thompson from the past. Right. Having been murdered by her husband and her whole relationship with Roman, right? You and, know, and they start to like each other, but then she kind of can't trust. She doesn't trust him because he looks like the guy. Because he's like, "You're the guy. It was you in my dream that murdered yeah. me." And he's like, "That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. No, it's not." And no, then they I, keep, uh, and then <laughs> I'm American. They they come across Derek Jacoby, who's this like <laughs> mesmerist who yeah. tries to like hypnotize her to get these re- bring these regressed right. memories out. So that so that leads to the more flashbacks is through these these sessions in this in the back of this antique store yeah. where he like that him and his mother run and yeah yeah. And 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 he's Jacoby and Robin Williams both keep going like past lives, man. It might sound like bullshit, but it's a thing. People yeah, believe it. And definitely a thing. Yeah, because Branagh character keeps being, you know, he's obviously totally incredulous. incredulous. He's like, come on, come on, this is bullshit, right? Yeah, <laughs> this is bullshit, right? And then they keep doing it, and he like uh, the flashbacks are where Andy Garcia is. Yeah, which is, and he's not well, in it a lot up until up to a point. <laughs> oh no, I know, up to the a best point. scene in the movie. <laughs> one of the one of my well, it's, well, it's I don't know, if it's I, the best it's scene. Not, <laughs> It's not really. No, no. <laughs> it is the part that I almost passed out. I was laughing so hard during. <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, <laughs> but like, but they keep, yeah, they keep doing these. They're you know, dredging up these memories of this other woman's past life, and mm-hmm. and so she and, had this this marriage with Ro, yeah. with this composer, and it was failing, and yeah. you know maybe he maybe her. maybe and he and was kind of scary, he was, he was he intimidating, was murdering her, and he and he was an uh, he was from Ger- uh, Germany. Oh, mm-hmm. so that's not good, right? But this and then is, and then at a certain point, you find out that his housekeeper and mm-hmm. her. Uh, stuttering child um, helped him get out, get of, out Ger- of Germany. Get out of Germany. Mm-hmm. And then when they then they keep talking about the housekeeper and the child, mm-hmm. and you're like, mm, okay, one of them did it. Yeah, <laughs> there's no other reason to talk about them. And uh, and Emma Thompson, at least in the past, is uh, doesn't like them too. It's right? Like, why can't you fire them? Like he helped, they helped me get I mean, out of Nazi Germany. He has a good Germany. reason why they can't. Why he they can't fire them is because they, they like they like saved his life or whatever, and you know, and he, and, 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 and he saved that. They, they basically their lives are intertwined now, and yeah. they saved. It. But she doesn't like them. But also, she's kind of she's kind of she doesn't like that. But also, the the maid the the mother wants wants Emma Thompson out of the picture because right. she wants to be with exactly. Kenneth Branagh. And the little kid is like just a weird little boy, weird little stuttering. <laughs> Stutter, you can't trust him. <laughs> can't trust him. Uh, but then also, she. It, so it appears. Uh, it appears the the big red herring in it is is that like is, is, is he Andy destined Gar- to murder her again? Well, the big red herring. Oh, that. But also the red herring in the murder case. The original mystery is uh, Andy Garcia. Yeah. Because you think like you think like oh well it's because she's having an affair with him because it seems like she might be mm-hmm. although yeah. it turns out she's not. And that's basically the Andy Garcia character is like a red herring who all then turns up in old man makeup later. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing is he like Mike Church, Kenneth Branagh finally tracks down Gray Baker who's somehow still alive yeah. in living in some nursing home. And by the way, his nurse is Halle from ER. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was warned that this would be brought up. Well, you <laughs> know, every all. every time we see an ER character, it's always that's fun to it. see them. Cause Michael Beach. Michael Beach was in Internal <laughs> Affairs. Yeah, yeah Internal Al, Al Boulay yeah, from Al from Boulay. ER as well. Wow. The first Al Boulay. Right. And then it was. Um, then it was uh, Vondi Curtis Hall. That's right. Um, yeah, a little. You always get some thank, ER trivia thank from us. Thank you. <laughs> oh come uh, on, that's not that boring. Then, uh, but then, yeah. He, so he runs. He finds Gray Baker, and Gray Baker's an old man now, and he's got a trach tube. And Andy Garcia, <sighs> in, like bad old man makeup, smoking cigarettes through a trach tube. Yeah. Well, 
pretty memorable. There's scene. a scene where she, where she, like the the ER nurse, goes, "Don't give him any cigarettes." And then he shows up. He's got the trach tube. And I was like, "I'm gonna give this movie an extra half star if he smokes a cigarette out of that fucking trach tube." And Bingo! <laughs> you better believe he does. And, he does. and there was a part in it where like the the there's the kid who's the stutter who turns yeah. out to be Derek Jacoby. I was like, "If that motherfucker starts stuttering during his final yeah. like oh, bad yeah. guy reveal, I'm gonna give it another half star." Ooh, the, the, and this the, the, movie's the, the, racking up half stars the, 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 left and right. That's too bad. Well, I mean, it's 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 the first time he does is really good. He's like, "I am." Very interested to see what happens. Yeah, so funny. <laughs> it's the, the movie. That's that's the, the whole it movie. Keeps giving and giving. The whole movie builds. It's like one of those sort of like expertly constructed uh-huh. uh, movies. That's like that. Like knows like this is supposed to be entertaining. This is what we call formal and narrative economy. Exactly. <laughs> and it, and and everybody making this movie goes like, we know what we're doing and what kind of movie we're making and what it's supposed to do, and we're gonna have fun and do that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't. It may, maybe there's some subtext. Maybe there's stuff about past lives that we're supposed. To, you know, I don't know. I've Who seen cares? it once, but yeah, it doesn't matter because the the like narrative economy is so good yeah. and everybody's fun to watch in it. And it this moves is just along. one of those wonderful cases of like, oh, the movie just does the goddamn thing. Yeah, yeah. it shows up and goes like, what? What's this movie about? Well, we'll tell you the story. Here you oh, go. thanks for that story. That was fun. Thanks it's for very, <laughs> thanks for a nice movie, everybody. Very self-consciously goofy too. Like it knows yeah. what kind of movie it is and what kind of t- uh, uh, tempo it should have. It's got a, it's two got a scenes. Right sense of humor. Yeah, there are two scenes where there's like spin kicks or like there's one scene where uh, Kenneth. Uh, Campbell Scott spin kicks Kenneth yeah. Branagh. Yeah. That is a thing that happens. And then he mentions, like, "Did you see him Scott. karate kick me or whatever?" Yeah, I can't stress this enough. Campbell Scott spin kicks Kenneth Branagh <laughs> on a bridge that I used to walk across all the time when I lived in L.A. Hey, there you go. I I never knew that that was the how very is that, spot. How, where... how is that bridge story less boring or more boring than, or less boring than the ER trivia? Come on, it's not that much of a story. It was a sentence. That's my point. That I said. And ER sucks. Give me shit for that. I haven't seen ER in years, so I'm sure it's fine. So it's very fine. <laughs> but you guys did a whole podcast. It's true. About it. And uh, there's a we scene. Did. You guys did. Yeah. It was It was a great title. Yeah. Oh, this is boring again. Yeah. You've got to get back you, to it. You did that. <laughs> I was doing great. I was doing great. And then, there's a, then there's a part in the in one of the flashback scenes where Kenneth Branagh punches Andy Garcia when oh, he yeah. thinks that he's like moving in on his wife, and Andy Garcia does a spin and falls into a falls pool. Falls into a pool, yeah. He spins yeah. like a cartoon character Ooh, when he gets punched. There should be birdies like they, like flying over his head or something <laughs> like that. I said stars, you idiot. Um. It's just like Mank. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. There's, is there a part where Mank gets punched out I and wish. he has stars around his head? That would be cool. Oh. There's then a I lot watch, of things. Then that, I would watch it. Nobody has nobody has described any part of Mank yet that would make that makes me want to watch it. No. And I watched the trailer too, so it's fine. It was I was like, <clears throat> I was, but there if there was a part where uh, Gary Oldman gets punched out by some by Orson Welles and then is like sits up and he's got little uh, cartoon stars around his head. I would watch that movie. <laughs> Doesn't happen. Mm, never mind. Mank. Zero zero stars. Mank. Uh, <laughs> there's like yeah that scene the scene where uh, Gandy Garcia gets punched out is great like. Uh, masquerade party they're mm-hmm. at or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All the past stuff is like, you know, this rich uh, rich people world. And and uh, Roman seems uncomfortable in all of it. Yeah. Well, he's like, also broke. Right. He, yeah, he it's one bro- of those things bro- where he, he has a broke. giant mansion yeah. and he's like, what am I going to do for money? I was like, you can sell the fucking giant mansion. But he's also writing like a uh, an opera. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's a he's a composer. Like there's at that scene there's a really funny part where he go where he's like he's he's like feeling like out of it. Like he's there cuz his wife is like a social social uh socialite and he doesn't really care about parties he kind of was like i don't even want to be here and he's like some girls talking to him and she's like oh uh what do you do and he's like 
well, who are you? And he's like, well, actually, I'm a composer. And she goes, oh, so you're nobody. Okay. <laughs> or you can't help me. She's like, or you can't help me. Okay. And she like walks away because it's like a you know Hollywood, big Hollywood right. party. And she's like, uh, who, oh, who are you? And he's like, I'm a composer. She's like, okay, well, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy enjoy that. I need, to, I need to talk to somebody who can help me with my career. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate a really forthright social climber like that. Yeah, right? Ah, right? You can't do anything like, for me. Goodbye. <laughs> And what's he? And what was this guy gonna do? <laughs> Just still stand in the corner by himself? I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he couldn't help her. He couldn't do anything. Man, Hollywood's always been like that. It's so shallow and full of phonies. He couldn't do anything. He's impotent. Oh, maybe that's the sound. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, and uh, it turns out that <laughs> Derek Jacoby is the little stuttering boy, of course, and his mother is Hannah Skigala. Yep. And, uh, and then they have a big, they have a big showdown. Where it's kind of a big De Palma y showdown yeah. too, where it, it, I love the the way that it like when everything's building to a head, like it's dissolving from all the different characters in the room, like going ah, and like yeah. getting out of the way or jumping or throwing something. Well, or it's cutting a gun. back and forth because it's showing the murder. Yeah. In well, there's the a past part where Derek, also. She, Derek Jacoby has fully insinuated himself as like uh, one of, as like a person that that she Emma Thompson's trust and listen to, and he's like, take my word for it. Uh, he Kenneth Branagh is going to come here. He's going to say things about how he actually isn't bad and that he knows who did it but he is going to kill you you'll need this tiny in- antique gun that I'm right. giving you <laughs> and then so that does happen but of course Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh has found out the truth and that's that Derek Jacoby is the former stuttering right. kid and he shows up and he's like you gotta listen to me I'm an American and you have to listen it's- to me it's she one of those. Him. It's one of those silly scenes too, where uh, where Kenneth Branagh is doing like where people are. There's a scene. It, it's similar to like Internal Affairs, where like he starts yelling at his wife, and instead of going like, "Hey, why were you at lunch with Richard Gere?" and she's like, "What do you mean? Who? Oh, that guy? Yeah, we were talking about you." And he goes, "Oh shit, really? Interesting." Have them said they're just conversation. Like, like yeah. Kenneth Branagh shows up and starts banging. On it. Hey, hey, let me in. Let me in. Hey, you better let me in. And she's like, "No, go away." And he's instead of him going like, "Hold on, I figured out the mystery. It's that guy." He goes like, "No, just let me in." And he's like. All he's got to do is go like, here's what I've learned. This is pertinent information. <laughs> and he has to keep like lunging at her. He's like, no, I have to grab you by your shoulders if yeah. I'm going to say something to you. It's just classic movie shit where they go, where they can't, you know, you can't have the scene. You can't have the character just say the thing that right. they would, that they would in reality say. And then of course he like reaches into his uh, pocket where he's like, someone might keep Hold a gun. on, right here. <laughs> yeah. She shoots she him, shoots but in the meaty him. part of the shoulder, you know. Right, oh right. yeah. The, the gunshot. That's where area. you want a bullet right there. <laughs> right in the, right here where it's like oh that just goes right through I've been shot in that shoulder countless times Multiple you just times. walk it right off oh yeah I did it this morning just yeah. for fun Kevin Bye. got shot in the shoulder this morning he I shot mean, himself shaving it. we didn't even talk about it you shot yourself shaving again shot <laughs> yourself shaving again <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, oh but, but before we get to that uh, th- this is this is the, the biggest missed opportunity in the whole fucking movie and it oh. enrages me so during this scene where they're like <laughs> no sex scene where with they're Wayne squabbling Knight. and and this is I, I believe before she shoots him i can't i can't quite i can't remember um but like he's going like uh you listen to me and yeah, wayne yeah. knight maybe thinks that maybe he's the bad guy too wayne knight comes bursting <laughs> into the apartment <laughs> with, a, with a pizza it's yeah. a domino's. he is fat everyone and he is holding a pizza and he's like what are you guys gonna eat <laughs> but no he doesn't say that <laughs> he shows up with the dominoes and he goes a whole he goes, pizza ah and he drops it immediately and i was like oh no the pizza <laughs> but he grabs kenneth Branagh, and then it sort of inter- it like gets confusingly into the action and stuff anyways later on he's still there and uh, and now J- Jacoby's shown up, and then there's like action stuff happening with them. Yeah. And Derek Jacoby, in the end, like jumps 
uh, off of this stairway. Onto it. And, and Kenneth Branagh like, puts this giant oh, scissor yeah, skull. Yeah, we, we forgot, to, we forgot to mention about how they find out that, that, that this is Emma Thompson's apartment, and she's an artist, and all of her sculptures are based on all scissors. All of her sculptures and paintings are all scissors. She's a wildly she, unsuccessful does she artist. she stab him with this, the scissors that he stabs, that she stabs him with? I are were the are those supposed to, are those the scissors that he murdered the same Disher scissors? Yeah, yes. I'm just curious. I, yes. Is that what? The, okay, I thought I thought so because but because it's that kind of movie where I'm like those have to just be the same scissors. But I might have missed a part where it was. I like, think they're supposed to be the, the same scissors the same because because Derek Jacoby probably still has them or something. Well, they, anyway, well or that like she had them because she's like collected scissors right. from an antique store or something. Although I don't know how the murder weapon would have gotten into her hands. I mean, whatever. You but know, the important they're thing. the same LA, kind of scissors. LA anyway. cops haven't always been perfect. That's true. They're the same, but kind they are now. But the important thing is she has a giant scissor sculpture, and Kenneth Branagh positions it at the bottom of the stairs, so Jer- Derek Jacoby yeah. jumps down the stairs and lands on the Just thing. Just impales himself on it. It's and one of the great kills in movies. they could have had a scene where they cut to Wayne Knight eating the pizza I know, while I know. this I was is happening. Just, I thought the exact same thing so when I was watching it. It would have been so fucking no. funny. I didn't even think about it. I just loved it. <laughs> it, wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been out of place either. It I, wouldn't have been like, no, that's too far. It would have been perfect. I didn't think about it because I was just so delighted that that, was ha- that, that happened Ugh. in this movie at all. I'm not, yeah. Because no. I was not expecting I'm, I'm surprised you're disappointed because that's it's a, a tiny, fucking. It's, it's one a, of the it's best a kills. Little hair to split. I'm just saying. But that kill is so amazing. There should have oh, been. A, there should have been. A, that not kill only is so great because it's a giant. And he goes. He, he like pushes it over in front of the stairway. It like it's like a Looney Tunes where he goes, Broop, and then he stabs him on it, and then it cuts back, to, and Kenneth Branagh's character is already like uh, against the wall with Emma Thompson, and he's like, ooh, it's almost like they're giving it like, ooh, that's got a hoy. Uh, <laughs> no, and then Wayne Wayne Knight actually goes, whoa, yeah, <laughs> and it's the last been, thing that anybody says in the movie. There should have been oh, a part the movie end right, right there? after Derek Jacoby gets killed. It shows Wayne Knight like eating the pizza, and then that's because it's juxtaposed with the murder, the original yeah. murder. Then it, it should have cut to like after Margaret is dead in the past, and Wayne Knight's in the room also eating <laughs> a pizza. Oh man, <laughs> missed opportunity! Oh, at the very end, it's Wayne Knight did it. Yeah, and with, they're all with the characters the are in Wayne Knight's head. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> they're all in Wayne Knight's pizza. <laughs> It was all about the pizza the whole time. time. It was about the pizza, Kate. (laughs) It was always about the pizza. Uh, Yeah, so that's just, it's just a tiny little missed opportunity. It also would have been great. I'm splitting hairs. The ending is wonderful. Uh, But it's another opportunity that they could have had where Wayne Knight goes, whoa. And then there's still a few more like shots of like ambient music playing and them sort of wrapping up. You cut to black after whoa. Oh, yeah. Wayne Knight goes, whoa. He's holding a pizza. (laughs) Cut to credits. They don't quite do that, but still, no. it's great. I'm not detracting anything for either one. But this is like guys. a tight hour and like 45 minutes. It's yeah. Really oh good. yeah, very tight. Yeah, I mean, and it's filled it's, with delights. It's great. Emma Thompson and Kenneth Branagh are both are both very good in it. Like I think they're Andy both Garcia fun is to watch. fine. Andy Garcia is kind of bad, but he's fine. He's barely in it. Doing the like, old man makeup is funny. The old, the old man makeup funny. is so his, goddamn funny. His character just made me laugh when he has passed because he's supposed man. to be kind of a drunk who smokes too much or something, and he's a reporter apparently. But his accent keeps slipping in and out. You're like, I yeah, was like, he he's clearly doing a thing, but I was like, what is he doing? Why does he sound? What is he trying to sound like? Is what I kept yeah. thinking. Uh, oh, and it turns out we forgot to mention that uh, when he does confront Andy Garcia, who who basically spills the beans that you know it helps Branagh figure out that it was the kid. Yeah. Uh, he's like, "Well, what did he whisper to you on death row?" He's like, "He didn't. He just kissed me. Yeah, he kissed me. The <laughs> son of a bitch. He was fucking with me." 
<laughs> he just kissed him on the side of the face a little bit. But we, oh, because yeah, because yeah. Brenna meets up with meets up with the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we did, we, if we were did not point out, Andy Garcia does have the "You don't always yeah. die from tobacco," <laughs> yeah. the voice modulator thing. It's so awesome. Uh, and the and and the old man makeup looks like shit. Right. Yeah, it's not great. It looks the like old, they slathered makeup or mayonnaise on his face or something. It's although awful. the although the old lady makeup on Hannah Skigala that looks that I don't yeah. I didn't that didn't bother they me. They hired a different guy to do that that looked okay but yeah the old man makeup on him is like Winona Ryder at the end of Edward Scissorhands (laughs) (laughs) and that's why there's snow (laughs) fuck (laughs) it's so So ridiculous that's that's why I had to fucking trudge up here in the fucking snow (laughs) Edward Scissorhands is on a hill and he makes it snow that was a pretty weird story Grandma okay well you say you used to live at your house or something Uh, I have a degree in meteorology (laughs) ma'am I beg to differ. Well, How do we de- explain your this? degree is bullshit. <laughs> He's up there now. Sure, from Evergreen. <laughs> uh, anywho, Andy Garcia's makeup is terrible. Yeah, but it's, it's great. It's a fun movie. You know, he as it goes, out of his neck. Uh, Emma Thompson, you know, regains, who starts figuring out who she is, and she can talk, you know, and then she's mm-hmm. like, "I think I like you," and then I don't like you. I don't trust you. You know, he keeps keeps going back and forth. Pretty who's, weird. Who's to the hear killer? You talk. Who is not the killer? Is is Kenneth Branagh going to kill her? No, probably not. Mm. You're pretty sure. You're pretty sure Kenneth Branagh in both versions of him are is not uh, going to hurt her. No. Oh, and then uh, they also it turns out that they both think that they're their own gender f- replicated. Uh, oh yeah, he tries to trick them. Actually, they're, they're switched. Flipped. Yeah, yeah, because he Kenneth Branagh in the present time is actually Emma Thompson from the past. Uh, I don't know if I can go I into think the, any more details oh, about it, but that does happen. Oh, I don't think that that's actually concrete. I think that it's suggested that that might be what's be going on right. at one point. It doesn't actually pan out that it is one or the other. Yeah, we don't. It does, we don't get, they don't actually come down and say that like she's she's Margaret and he's Roman. It's just that they are together. They're the same people. It's an excuse yeah. for them to be able to have a bunch of flashbacks. Yeah, <laughs> we have a hypnotist and then flashbacks. You yeah. get it. Yeah. And it's Robert a, Williams know. says the gender switching shit happens all the time. Ooh, that was a terrible <laughs> Robert. <Williams. laughs> uh, <laughs> George Bush. <ooh. laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was very singular. You know, you can't you can't just do it. You can't, you can't recreate that magic. Nope, that's true. <laughs> For damn sure, uh, there's a some there's some pretty funny. Uh, Robin Williams gets a lot of great lines, and this is the part where he gets um where he gets an actual like stand up line that he possibly stole from stole another from comedian. <laughs> I'm not gonna say he ripped it himself. He didn't really do that. Uh, she was so claustrophobic. I knew a, a person once. She was so claustrophobic. She would choke if she walked into the Yankee Stadium. Ooh, <laughs> I've completely lost. I, sometimes I can do a Robin Williams. This ain't happening. Not today. Choking. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Dead again. Dead again, it everybody. Was it was great. Dead once more. Yeah. Also dead. Continue to dead. Yeah. Oh, there's a once. There's a part where Robin Williams calls uh, uh, Kenneth Brown a thumb dick too. Great. <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, he, Robin, horn. Robin Williams really gets to swear up a storm in his little parts. <laughs> yeah. So it's great. That's the, this is an R-rated it's movie great. that if it, w- it would be PG-13 today. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the, maybe maybe they would have to change the kill at the end. Yeah, I just think that it's like it's nice that everybody funny. is like swearing and talking oh, you know, like oh, people. Oh, I see, you know? I see what you mean. They, oh, yeah, they, yeah. They would just make yeah. They would, they would take just the make it PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I love that about it is that it's actually like an R rated because it's like it's like well look this is for grown ups. Yeah, we're gonna have characters swear. There's gonna be some blood, but it's for people who also want to have fun watching one of these yeah. movies. It's not you know we're not gonna make a goddamn internal I'm, affairs. I'm I'm, I'm 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 always every time I watch this I'm like oh man Kenneth Branagh did like a decent De Palma knockoff like this is like yeah you know and I wasn't sitting there going the whole time like I wish De Palma had done this you know I'm I'm glad the movie was what it was yeah I mean De Palma would have would have done well with this script or whatever I think but it's also like 
Kenneth Branagh killed yeah, it. That's great. Too, you know? the, goofy style, the goofy directoral stylings of Kenneth Branagh. I mean, I haven't seen a ton of Branagh, and I like, I mean, I've seen the, uh, his Hamlet a couple times, mm-hmm. and I really like that, but I don't, uh, I mean, his Shakespeare stuff I like. Mm-hmm. I think for the, Henry V is good, right? You love Jack Ryan's Shadow Recruit. I did not see that. Oh, no, I did see part of that. It's The first <laughs> Thor movie? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I watched that weekly. Murder on the Orient Express? Why didn't, oh yeah, I didn't like Acceptable. that Acceptable. Boy. Yeah, it's not the most, it's not okay. the greatest catalog but dead of again, all time. Dead again is great. Uh, I was, I was, I'm surprised he didn't uh, direct one of those Harry Potters because he's in. One. He's in one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, it, one of the worst ones, although none of them are good. Rodolfo, he plays Rodolfo Medupoli Rumble. <laughs> he plays yes. Dexter Dimble Dirk. <laughs> Dexter Dimble Dink. <laughs> he directed Mikey. Oh, the famous <laughs> wizard Dexter Dimble Dink. Diggly bling stwatch. Diggly biggly wiggly flops. I fucking hate Harry Potter. <laughs> At least it's okay to hate Harry Potter now because everybody hates Rowling. Yeah. That's true. Free and clear to hate Harry Potter, everyone. <sighs> Ratings? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm giving this three and a half Juds. Yeah. For, as we said before, like solid formal and narrative economy. It's a very, very well constructed movie that does exactly what it says on the box. Yeah. It's true. And I, I wish every movie was like. like I love a good I love a good masterpiece, but I wish every movie was three and a half stars. You know what I mean? <laughs> In some ways, you you wish well, yeah, you kind of especially the movies we do here, where it's like, you just it's such a delight. You have when one a, job. It's such a yeah. delight when a movie like when we get to watch a movie like this, where it's like you didn't you didn't think your movie was anything else yeah. than what it was, and you just did the job. Which we I mean we we run into a lot of those but like a lot of them are like the other ones I want more I like, want more dead agains and identities please yeah Brent Bron- yeah. like in the pitch meetings like if we do everything exactly right this movie will be fun <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it'll be a fun movie that people can like yeah I'll, I'll take it it's you know I mean I like I like stuff like when it gets weirdly digressive in movies too where that can be fun but it's also like sometimes it's fun to not to when a movie doesn't do that oh, yeah. it yeah. just has the these are all the scenes from the script yeah okay we let's filmed do those <laughs> I'm gonna give it like one, one Douglas. It's because it's not really sleazy. No, the intimations of infidelity. Um, yeah, you know, there's some and and like the the whole thing where he like brings Emma Thompson home and like they it creeps me out a little bit. Yeah. It's weird. And then Campbell Scott comes to try to like abduct her, which yeah. is creepy. <laughs> hey, one Douglas. It's not sleazy, but you no. know, it has its it has its moments of like lurid eroticism. Uh, and then I'm gonna give it uh, ten out of ten. Giants scissor sculptures. Nice. Oh, beautiful, beautiful <laughs> stuff. What a what a crescendo this movie builds yeah. to. I'm telling you. I just love it too when you find out who she is and they go to her and she's like, "This is my place. This is just scissor sculptures <laughs> everywhere." And you're I, like, "Oh man, this movie's great." I'm a shitty artist. Oh yeah. no, but it's just great because she because she she was murdered by scissors. Yeah, right? uh, just <clears> it's like it's like that thing where you go like she's it better. It, Either in your brain you're going, it better turn out that she's like a sculptor who only makes things out of scissors, or you're, or you're the type of person who goes, it better not be that, or I'm gonna be mad. And <laughs> yeah. I'm the type, I'm the former, where I'm like, right. it better fucking be that she's into really into you scissors. You know what else is good? <laughs> and she is. They never tell you how she got amnesia. No, no. they don't bother. Doesn't matter. You who know, cares? something, something happened. Something you happened. You want. She cares? had a nightmare. Whatever. I just think that was cool. It wasn't like Look, they like they say they talk about how they where she was found or right. like how they. I feel you know, like if you made this movie now, there would be another five minutes of explaining shit like that. Oh, absolutely. You know. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. That would be the well. That would be what the movie's about too, or something. It's like oh, now she. It's also about how she got amnesia because she was at this or place. Or this person there'd did There'd be a, thing, a scene or, where you find out Derek Jacoby was following her and like hit her over the head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> Bonk. 
and I started my entire plan in motion. <laughs> yes. No. It's a very strange plan, but it's going surprisingly was, well. You know, he was going to explain the whole plot, but then he got he landed on that scissor sculpture. <laughs> she slipped She ah. slipped on a pizza. She slipped on Wayne Knight's pizza. <laughs> that pizza needs to have more of a role in this. Yeah. You, Domino's you, pizza, your no turn. less. Uh, I'm going to give it three and a half. Uh, three and a half Judds. I mean, it's just... I mean, it's kind of started out, and, and I, I thought some of the directorial fl- flourishes were a little doofy, and I was just sort of like, ugh, here we go, but very quickly becomes very fun, and then by the end, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> like, it's just really crazy and, you know, delivers the goods. Uh, ah, fucking zero Douglases. I, I can't think of anything remotely. I guess the, the fact that he that he's like, here's the woman, she's yours now, is kind of weird. Yeah, but it's not sleazy. It's no. just It's yeah. just... It's just the plot. Of the when she movie. starts yeah. talking at a certain point, he goes like, "It's kind of like my house cat started talking all of a sudden." And she's like, "Eh, what?" Like when he takes her out for a romantic meal or whatever, romantic what? evening. It's like, eh, "This is gross, dude. You don't need to do that." <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, yeah, but it's it weird. is that. I mean, it's, it's a, that that's kind of movie. the movie where it's like, but you know, and they're the couple, and they're gonna. And it's, maybe esta- get it's also established that he like you know is a flirt who likes to chase girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do they have sex? I think they have sex at some point. I believe that they. Oh did, yeah, yes. they show it in full graphic detail. Never mind. Five five, five Douglases. <laughs> I forgot about the. He just comes all over her chest. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's like girl style. Yeah. Jeez. I Swim totally forgot style. about that. Yeah. It's like a fifteen minute scene. I know. Jeez. It's, it's real too. It's not. It's unsimulated. <laughs> oh, clearly. And it's filmed on video. Yeah. <laughs> from from hotel room surveillance cameras. <laughs> it's like four three all of a sudden. It's weird. Aspect it's ratio so weird it's, that we forgot that. There's it's no very sound. Very prominent. There's, Zero uh, sound. No, but you hear the guy. You can hear the you can guy. Hear the cameraman it. breathing. You hear the cameraman breathing. He spanks it at one point too. He starts cranking one off. <laughs> yeah, the camera's like pointing down at the cameraman's crutches. Oops. You see him say oops, and then you see he's also eating then, a sandwich. And then it's weird because got a it's weird. You look up and there's a, sh- a brief like the camera pans past the mirror real quick, and if you look really close, it's Wayne Knight. <laughs> oh, and he's got a pizza too. Yeah. Pizza and a sandwich. It's a and subway sandwich. And he's holding the camera. Oh, it's a sandwich. Amazing. Pizza. It's yeah, a sandwich it's, pizza. It was a Subway pizza sandwich. Jerry, <laughs> it was Domino's sandwich pizza. Put pizza sandwiches the on subway. my pizza. What kind of pizza do you want? I want one with four meatball subs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wayne Knight, knows. you disgusting pervert. <laughs> that guy knows how to live. So anyways, five Douglases and... Uh, <laughs> So we all forgot about that weird scene. It's really? very. T- I think it's that was. If you read the original script, it's in there too. Yeah, it's like absolutely. It's, it's described as Wayne Knight from Seinfeld, <laughs> <laughs> from Jurassic Park. Everything really fell into place from this movie Jurassic Park that hasn't it been hasn't, made yet. It hasn't been made yet. But when you see it, boy, you're gonna You'll believe know. dinosaurs exist. Anyway, <laughs> love Scott Frank. That's how he signed every page. It's weird. Yours He's in a good Christ, writer, but- Scott Frank. <laughs> Wayne Knight, the fucking Zelig of the '90s. He's yeah. just in everything. Amazing. <laughs> and your final rating. Uh, shit, man. I, oh, I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10. Campbell Scott spin kicks Kenneth Branagh's. <laughs> yeah. The thing that happens. Unexpected. Unexpected, but it is it is, it is delightful. And the, and the characters, I think he, he, he has pointed out. He goes like, no, that was that guy like fucking he spin kicked me. Spin kicked me? That was weird. It was Campbell Scott. Because the people who are in the movie, it's like the kind of movie that the people who are in the movie are also like, look, this is this is some dark stuff we're, we're dealing with here a little bit, but also, isn't this a delightful story we're hmm. in? Let's all talk about it. Yeah. Let's discuss that. Many, uh, so many of a delightful romantic misunderstandings. Uh yeah, three and a half, <laughs> three and a half Juds, solid, solid stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go zero, zero Douglas okay. is also, mm-hmm. you know, not, nothing, 
you know, I mean, if that meet a made up scene was in here, then definitely then like six five or seven. Or the way we described it, yes, <laughs> seven or eight like Douglases. Ten, I don't what do you know. mean made up? <laughs> well, it's not in the movie. Dedicated, I distinctly remember it. Watch the movie to find out, folks. Yeah, uh, and I'm gonna give it uh, ten slices of Domino's pizza. God bless that pizza. Nobody did ten old man trach tubes. No, I wanted to do the pizza. Got the pizza. Have a cigarette. The pizza's the third character in this movie. <laughs> the pizza made me laugh when he when he because he came he comes to me and goes ah and he like is freaked out by something's happening and he drops it and I was like oh no I was like actually like worried I'm like ah oh, the pizza not the pizza I'm like god damn it that pizza oh, I want pizza reminds me of this in when Elliot steps on the pizza and ET every time I'm like ah oh, you oh. fucking those kids are mad I'm like yeah you be, you should be mad and it's fucking idiot ruin that you yeah. have yeah, one fucking job Elliot not to fucking step on the pizza piece of shit well <laughs> we, we did, did it, it guys we did it that's the show. That's the show. What's next? Next, uh, oh, next we are doing Apted Pupil. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. the late Michael Apted. We're going to do three Michael Apted movies. Some some lesser known ones, because we've already covered some of his films on the uh, on the podcast. Like what? Blink? What else? Blink was Michael Apted. It's probably one other well, one. There might be three. I, I don't know. There's at least one other. Uh, well, somebody else tell us. <laughs> so Michael Apted. No, did, don't. We don't. I don't want did another very message good. from somebody Apted going did. like, actually, it was these three. Like, we'll right. figure it out on our own. He did no, very no, good. I, I insist good work, somebody else he, tell us. He was also very much a journeyman director, so he has plenty of st- yeah. very noteworthy and very not noteworthy stuff in, in his uh, filmography. We're going to be doing Gorky Park, Thunderheart. And extreme measures. Yep, haven't seen any of these either. I've, I've actually watched. I've watched Gorky Park and Thunderheart this year, so I'm gonna have to do that again. Gorky Park, I'm warning you, <laughs> boring. Some boring shit over two hours. I used to read rough. Gorky Park all the time when I was a kid because my dad had it. You and read it over and I didn't over read it all. No, there's sex scenes in it, oh. and I knew exactly where they were. <laughs> Oh man, when you're when you're a kid and you just and you, when you found out where those sex scenes were in those books that your parents or your friends' parents had, and you just were like, I know, I, I had the pages memorized in Stephen King books where the yes. sex scenes were. That was my greatest, <laughs> possibly the greatest skill that I ever had in my whole life was being able to find a sex scene in a book. Yeah, pretty much immediately. <laughs> you could just you I could like flip it. through it like uh, Johnny Five or something, yeah. and like boom, there I, it is. I'd be in Walden books, and you go, let's see. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> throbbing, got it. Here we go. Yeah, you just just, just, just looking for the words like throbbing. Like fifteen keywords you were looking for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Great. so that's so that'll that's be, what we're doing. God damn it! And also, we're gonna be recording uh, the De Palma Patreon in the meantime. That's right. Oh yeah, we did it. We made it to seventy-five, and we're holding steady at seventy-five. And we, so we do have to figure out. We did what fall our, what to seventy-four, our, but then it, we got we went back up to seventy-five. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We got to so figure like out what our what our hundred. We've uh, got plenty of time to figure that out. That's not gonna be till twenty twenty-four. Yes. <laughs> Unless, like, some of the people listening to this want to sign up for the Patreon, yeah, so well, we should yeah. do that. And then, and in that case, we'll get to our hundredth patron before the year three thousand. Oh, yeah. we would love it. Uh, but we love you, everybody that listens. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's it. And if this is and if this is the last time you hear from Matt, it's because he got lost in the snowstorm yep. on the way home. On the I way think there's only about, about a sixty percent chance you make it home alive. Yeah. It's, it's fucked fine, up out it's there. Fine. <laughs> he had a good run. Yeah. Right, sure. He'll be preserved in an ice block. <laughs> yeah, they'll thaw me out in a thousand years. Yeah, the past was terrible. <laughs> sucks. Look at what people a thousand years ago were, were awful. Do you guys still have podcasts? <laughs> no. Oh, thank God. But all the restaurants are Taco Bell. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah. No, I know. Who <laughs> could complain? <laughs> all right. That's enough. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Until next time, the suspense is killing us. Bye. What? Bye. Bye. Bye.